At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Eric-san. I'm Mark. Yes. Thank you for joining us, Mark. Always a, a pleasure when you join us. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Rare, That's what I've been a told. A rare occurrence. A rare occurrence, yeah. <laughs> it's good to have you back. Ah, okay. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for having me in my own house. Thank You're you. welcome. Thank you for allowing uh, me to do this. <laughs> also joining us today are Ian. Uh-huh. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. And James. Hello. How you doing? Good. I've thought of 17 new controversies that I can start on your <laughs> podcast today. <laughs> this is the right episode for uh, it. So. Oh, I do uh, have something special for you to read specifically oh, during this episode, but we'll get to it. I did get see to that it. too. Uh, I, I would like to point out um, James has shaved his face. That's and right. oh, I'm yeah. a little uncomfortable. He walked in. I thought I was getting robbed, but Maybe then it was yeah. just him. No, it's just it's changed. Like yeah. a new person, you know? Yeah. yeah. It really is, though. Like, you see it for so long, and then they just change who they are with a swish of a blade. What did you? What made you <laughs> decide? It was getting gross. It was a little... Like it was, this was your decision? Yeah, it was, a, little, it was a little nasty. Morgan <laughs> hates it when I... I don't know. Yeah, she hates it when I cut my beard sure, because sure. then my face is all scratchy forever <laughs> until it until it like yeah. gets like to like point where it's soft again. Yeah, yeah. I, I like the scratch. I, I also uh, cut my like I haven't used my blade in a while, and I cut myself a lot when I did it. <laughs> That's <laughs> a lot. Like four times. Like it was bleeding down my neck. <laughs> was it a uh, like? Do you just use like the standard razors, or do you like a straight blade? I use a safety, a safety okay. razor. Yeah. Well, you know what you should do? You should go to Harry's Razors and <laughs> hey, you know, get yourself they don't a... give us any money. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Sorry. I thought that was just what no. most people do. You know, They don't but, give okay. us any money, so we don't hmm. All speak right. for them. But I, I, I know how you feel, though. I <laughs> booked an appointment at a barber shop, but I had to wait two weeks from when I booked it to when it's, I'm getting it. That's, that, is that not normal? No, you, oh. you book <laughs> you your can, haircuts two weeks in advance. Yeah, normally? is that what you do? Normally, like I'm like, week, hey, are maybe? you free today? Like, oh I, oh, I usually just walk in and say, can sure. I have a haircut? Yeah, I have only paid for one haircut in my life, so really, really, so I don't. I'm out of my league in this conversation. Yeah, dirty secret. I've even cut his hair before. Oh yes, <laughs> oh, yeah. and yes. not the ones on his head. What you got to do the full well, body shave? Not that head. All the hair has oh, to be right. equal length. You, yeah, <laughs> you have to shave that on him. Nasty. Mark's weird. You got a hairy head. What can I say? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, that's a start. But <laughs> today's episode is uh, about Tyranids and non-synapse creatures. So, yeah. in our last Tyranid episode, we discussed the hive mind, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Originally, that episode was supposed to be called synapse creatures, but then we realized, whew, hive mind's better. 
hive mind is much better it's uh yeah but so this episode so we we would have covered a lot of creatures in that one yeah that specifically do synapse with the hive mind and then this episode is all about creatures that didn't make that episode (laughs) Uh (laughs) because they aren't good enough didn't adapt yeah but before we get into that we got uh a 40k is not funny for you yeah i found a a little joke just Uh, just a little 40k humor for uh you guys uh what is the difference between your ex boyfriend or girlfriend and your tyranid swarm well one's an ugly monstrosity with an acidic tongue and a highly evolved ability to suck your wallet dry and the other is a fictional 40k army Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh who Uh, hurt you who hurt you too many people (laughs) 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 wow i'm laughing (laughs) look at the laughter Um, yeah, Rumble. that was a good one. <laughs> you know what? Screw you guys. <laughs> it it might have not helped. Yourself? The no. segment oh. is titled 40K is not funny. So yeah, you're doing exactly. well. Doing okay. Really good. Yeah, that was appropriate. Really good bad <laughs> joke. <laughs> Papa Eric, thank you. We're never having that them back on. Joke. Well, we'll see. It's also Christian. That's the thing. It's Christian like, or it's me. either them or, yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing you got to decide. Yeah, Christian wouldn't have laughed at that either. So I guess either way I lose. You do? <laughs> okay. Well, let's, then let's, you know what? Since apparently no one appreciates humor in this <laughs> yeah, room, no, let's no. just get right into the episode. Today is a cut and dry mm-hmm. episode. There's only learning. There's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> so. As is the tyranny way. <laughs> uh-huh. um, all right, let's get into it. Uh, yeah. So what is Synapse? Yeah, so Synapse is a psychic ability given to specific Tyranid breeds within their race. These species are usually considered leaders by observance, as their Synapse ability allows them to direct or control the Tyranid swarm around them. Mm -hmm. Uh, The true essence of this communication or control is hard, if not impossible, to quantify. The will of the collective Tyranid race is gathered in the hive mind and shared through these psychic leashings or synapse uh but if you want more information about how like the hive mind works and our understanding of it we kind of just created our own fleshed out version of the hive mind like really we took what well we kind of like took the little tidbits of what we had and presented it in a way that we thought made the most sense Mm, because they don't really go into what the hive mind is so Sure. We did our best guess. On I see that. what you're saying. Yeah, we wired in. Saying. We spoke with it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. we, we it was one of the guests. <laughs> the guess it was. was. It's like uh, the Timmy. Rick and Morty, like Unity, like yeah. that, that oh, creature that's everywhere. And, yeah. <laughs> the hive mind. Yeah. yeah, but if you want more information about the hive mind and even just synapse, um, we talk about it pretty much in length and detail. Yeah, yeah. On uh, episode sixty-one. Yeah. So I, yeah, that was all about it. So. Mm-hmm. The, the one cool thing is, yeah, like, the hive mind, it's not a single creature. It's a collective of the whole race. That's it. Yep. That's all I have cool. to say. That's very awesome. cool. It is very cool. A constant chittering that decides the movements of billions of little organisms. Yeah. All of them combining together to create. But that's not what we're talking about today. We're <laughs> specifically talking about the lack of that, actually. Uh, so... The effects, so that's what Synapse is, but the effects of what Synapse does, um, we're going to really quickly go over that. It Being synapsed to the hive mind grants many benefits, and even though the loss 
of ind individual control we would normally find appalling to a tyrannid creature it's not a big deal yeah they don't care in fact i would argue that they even welcome being joined into the hive mind well you could probably even think of it as like your brain cells don't aren't upset that they're being con like they're part of your brain it's just one right. aspect of the mind yeah so but if the finger had its own ability to do whatever it wanted like on a finger it can only do so much but as soon as it's joined to the whole body it can accomplish more i think that's what i'm trying to say is like the or the little organisms like i think they have an understanding that they're much greater together that's the i don't even know mind. if they have an understanding they just they, like they, they probably just have no like i don't think there's much thought going I on think they try base I, instinct you don't think they would try to go back to synapse i think just because that's their instinct but i don't think it's like yeah. Yes, well, it's synapse. Like that's yeah. an interesting question. I don't yeah. know if they well, would try and go back to synapse. I every think time that synapse would have to be brought to them. Every time the synapse is lost, all the non-synapse creatures just go to base instincts. That's Which what it says. Doesn't necessarily it include is, seeking but synapse. Base instincts is not technically just like it's not a simple like directive. No, it's no. like the more yeah, the more yeah. we looked at it, some of their like basic instincts are actually quite like yeah. involved and very particular. Sure, yeah. but so. they're st but they go to animalistic. They're not like yeah. in a. They're not coordinating. They're not communicating. They're not right. They're yeah. just doing what they'd always do, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm just I'm okay. Never mind. You know what, Eric? Ignore. You just need to do some research beforehand. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, next point then, I guess. So the, the most notable effect of being synapsed is the higher level thinking that is achieved. Uh, learning and oh. adapting to ongoing <laughs> battlefield situations as, as well as being able to uh, initiate their own tactics. They can set up feints, counter-deploy, or engage in any other tactic that will be beneficial that is normally against their instinctual programming. Yes. And that's the thing. Like, without synapse, they're still, they still function. They're still fine. It's just when they get that synapse, they can do things that are normally not common for them. Right. Yes. Things that would normally go against their basic yeah. instincts. Yeah. Like retreating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Uh, fear is also no longer an issue as the hive mind is able to overpower a tyranid's body functions, allowing for endless bugs to be sacrificed in order to take out an enemy fortification. As long as a synapse creature is nearby, no amount of losses will stop a tyranid advance. Yeah, yeah, they're just sent swarms at that wall and it doesn't matter. Is there a reason why they'd have fear at all? Why would they program fear into them? Like self preservation? Yeah. Yeah, but if they're not gonna if they're gonna ignore that when they're in synapse anyway, what's the point? It, they don't have to ignore that. They're just saying it can be overridden by the hive mind. Sure. Right. Like, there's even there's like, times when it's good and times when it's bad, but a base instinct like creature will always follow its like instinct, whereas a hive mind is able to assess a situation and decide like that okay, yeah, like right now we don't want to do that, so let's sure. push through those instincts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'd argue that fear is probably present without synapse like even some of the organisms like hide and lurk as like a yeah. baser like that's that's what yeah they like can do when they don't have something telling them what else to do is kind of like well i'm a weak little thing like i <laughs> you know i kind of have to hide and be afraid of my surroundings yeah sure uh, all right 
I'll allow it. Perfect. It's there's also like really in the earlier codexes they also describe it that uh, Tyranids even kill themselves and like other Tyranids in the mad rush that they create. So like the hive mind like overpowers like your desire to I don't know not kill each other not and trample you just, your yeah not yeah, trample your friend brother. and you just rush and yeah. know like life is inconsequential to the hive mind right even yeah. though as an individual. Like you might fight back if something stabs you or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, or even just have a reflex and whatever. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the hive mind overrides that. Yeah. So it's also described that synapse creatures never have to worry about that because they can control the flow of creatures around them. Sure. So. Yeah. Synapse can be so powerful that even when the life force leaves a tyranid creature, the synapse can still possess it for a brief while, uh, driving the creature ever onward. We don't know. There's like no example of how long this could be, but that's interesting. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it, it's it's a brief couple seconds. You know, it right. might just be that last little bit to push the bug yeah. a couple steps forward or slice the opponent or whatever. Yeah. But it's not an actual yeah. inhabiting a dead body. There's not a presence inside. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's interesting though because you'd think like once the brain dies, it wouldn't be able to like receive signal. I guess. Yeah. But it depends, like, how it died. Maybe if it's, like, the heart stops, then the brain could live for, you know, a couple more pumps of blood or something, and it could continue communicating. Yeah, it's it's not a super crazy effect, but... This comes from a codex, and in the codex, they describe that this ability allows people to ignore what they titled grievous wounds and instant deaths. Sure. So that was, that's a very old rule in 40k, and it just, it meant, like, you couldn't obliterate a tyranid the hive mind for some reason was able to push through yeah whatever terrible thing was about to happen yeah so. i mean i saw a video on the internet of a wasp whose head got cut off and the <laughs> wasp grabbed its own head and then flew away oh my god i so, don't like that i mean <laughs> is it a murder hornet i can't i don't remember oh. but like it you know it's a bug that was my reference but if you know chickens will run around for like hours with yeah. their heads cut off still yeah. so i'm not a yeah, still person well i don't know I, my understanding of that is that most of a chicken's brain is in its neck so if oh, you cut so it specifically actually, yeah 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 mine too that's weird oh nice <laughs> <laughs> hmm. okay there's a little factoid for you <laughs> just a little fun ah. um the other huge benefit of um synapses during times of war communication is key uh through the use of the hive mind and synapse creatures every living thing in the tyranid race is always aware of the most recent developments uh miscommunications can also never happen they know exactly what needs to be done it's just perfect communication and all the information is sent directly into each creature's brain so it's also instantaneous you know something that happens miles away on the battlefield they can react to it yeah exactly there's no Loss of time, it's just all yeah. dialed in. Which would be super confusing to fight against. Like, if you imagine, like, holding down a bastion and then all of a sudden, like, the entire force just, like, beelines 90 degrees yeah. to, like, something that's happening miles away. You're like, what? how do you react to that, right? Yeah, like, yeah, you could have even just about to be, like, overrun or something like that. And then they leave. Yeah, and you're like, Because the hive mind has decided that pushing another front is going to be more successful or something. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be fun to fight. All they need to do is upload a virus into the mothership <laughs> of the hive mind. Is that how that works? The common yeah. cold? 
The coronavirus. (laughs) It's a blessing in disguise. (laughs) We'll get bats. We'll fly them out. (laughs) (laughs) So that is like the benefits. That's what Synapse is and the benefits of being Synapse. It just makes you more efficient. It gives you the ability to do something that is outside of a standard creature's instincts Mm -hmm. or behavioral patterns. And it just keeps everything linked together. Keeps information just everyone's always aware. Yeah, but unfortunately, uh, Tyranids will not always be linked to the hive mind. And as sometimes the synapse creature leading the lesser beasts, you know, they die. uh, Or these non-synapsed creatures just find themselves out of range of their handler beast. I don't know, their synapse master. Yeah. Whatever it is. Um, But whatever the case may be, a non-synapse creature is not entirely useless without synapse. So they revert back to their feral state with bestial instincts. Yeah. I think that's one thing people often assume, too, is that when they're... Feral and bestial. Sure, yeah. Yeah. That's what... Well, sorry. Never mind. Continue your thought. I'll continue my thought. Yeah. (laughs) So feral and... No. Um, (laughs) He got me. No, um... Oh, what was my thought? Oh, okay. That was uh, so. One people often think that when like the synapse creatures die, that the tyranids are like, "You've cut off the head of the beast, and now the tint, the right. the creatures are now useless, and you've won because you've killed them." But like, all those beasts are still incredibly dangerous. They're all still programmed to kill you. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think it's just it's it's easier to like predict, or maybe like you studied their behavioral yeah. patterns as like a baser instinct, so that yeah. you can be like, okay, we killed a hive tyrant. All of these hormigons are willing to rush our front line so we can blah, blah, blah. Like, you can plan against it. That's exactly what it is, though. Yeah. You like, can sure. plan against it instead of, like, having to fight another general's brain, right? Yeah. If, yeah. if that's the case, I think the perception comes from the books, though. It does. Because I've, yes. I've read so like, when reading stuff, it's always like, okay, the they, the they, killed the, they yeah. killed the big thing, and then it's just they just mop up. Like, it's mm-hmm. usually just a line after. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And that's they not it. how it should be. It yeah. definitely should get easier. Yeah, yeah. But it should not all of a sudden be like, oh, like, cut off the head, we instantly win. Like, that's yeah. not how it should be with Tyranids yeah. at all. Like, they're all, these creatures are all designed to perform a task. And yeah. lacking the hive mind just means that they're going to perform that task. Yeah. And the task is still to kill you. Yeah. yeah. Some of them actually even get more dangerous when you uh, mm-hmm. kill the synapse creature. It sends them into, like, a berserker mode. We'll get into it later, but... Some of them actually get even dan- yeah. more dangerous. People think that feral and bestial state, and this is what I was going to say, people think that means, like, just an animal. Mm. And that's not what these are. They're still designed to be killing machines. Yeah. But, like, even, like, animals, man, like, are fucking crazy, some of sure, them. Sure, but some animals, like... Some animals are, like, my fucking cat. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then others are, like, my and... other fucking cat. One, <laughs> no. one wants to just cuddle and the other wants to murder me. Yes, know? whereas every single yeah. one of these creatures is designed and programmed to rip your face off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So even killing a yeah. hive tyrant, great job. Now you have thousands of termagants to yeah. deal with, right? So Sure, but you also mentioned, too, like, they might end up fighting themselves a little bit. Start biting at you. The, True. Yep. So they're... The way I kind of have come to understand the hive mind is in in its most simple and its easiest essence is the hive mind like can change target priority. And that's like it's a really boiled down simplistic way to view it. And obviously it's way more complex. But if there is a line of termagants and they're facing you, 
if there's no synapse creature, you can be very confident about what those are going to do. They're going to rush you and try to kill you. With the synapse, that's when the unpredictability comes into play. So that's just, they're not less dangerous. They're just slightly more predictable. Sure. I feel like you can kind of abstract it in like the tabletop terms with like, there's rules for when you are not in synapse yeah and they have like you know okay you're gonna have to move towards or shoot the closest thing or something like that but if you're synapse then you as the player the general can be this hive mind and place your units outside of those baser instincts and make the maneuvers unpredictably right that's that's exactly it though like if you choose to like you can either follow the base instincts yeah or you take a penalty trying to do anything else right Mm -hmm. so that's why i think they're slightly more predictable yeah right outside the synapse yeah okay but that doesn't mean they're useless exactly and that's what we're going to try and talk about today is how what creatures do when they lack the synapse sure so there's two main instincts and these are very like very loose terms uh two main instincts of non-synapse creatures that can be lumped into either lurk or feed Uh, a passive state and an aggressive state each creature may have its own unique instinct, um, like unique combination. Like one might be 90% lurk, and then when there's that 10% chance that, that it's going to succeed, it might go feed. Like, right. Some might only be 100% lurk. Like they'll have their Like they own. never, like they, they avoid will never, people completely. Exactly. Yeah. Until it, synapse returns, they mm-hmm. are just dormant or whatever. And then yeah. others might just be 100%. You go out and you're just rampage until you're dead. Yeah. Um, and it could be any combination of the two. There, those are the two main ones. So there's also plenty of other instincts depending on the creatures. Like there's some that are some developed for birth or something. Y- yeah, just birth yeah. wildly. Like turvagons. Yeah, um, are they synapse? Turvagons are. Are they, are they for the whole race or just for the creatures they birth? No, they just have a special connection with the creatures they yeah. birth. Yeah, but, but they like, are synapse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like they're still a synapse conduit, mm. but they can like they just have a special connection with the things they birth. Mm. Okay. Yeah. That was my young little. Termagant 793. <laughs> I always he loved, went on, him, he, I loved him. He managed to rip off 17 a space marines. That's a young lad he was. A lot of space marine heads. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. why I'm so proud. <laughs> so the two of the two main instincts that we kind of come across, uh, Lurk is an instinct usually taken on by smaller and less deadly Tyranid creatures. Yeah. Uh, they'll try and preserve their lives by finding nearby cover to hide in and wait uh, they would obviously defend themselves if attacked, but they yeah. don't openly seek out enemies to engage because um, you'll normally just see them fleeing or burrowing or hiding or something, anything to avoid confrontation. Right? Yeah. Um, and then they will hide out until brought back under control by a synapse creature. Yeah. And then, you know, their synapse, their non-synapse life is over and now they join back to the hive mind and the hive mind can direct them to do anything it wants. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, like some some are even even more cowardly than this. Like so, they they might even just fall back at any form of combat. It's might not even that they defend themselves at all. Like just run wildly away from it. Anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So even these two categories, like there's very there's a huge difference yeah. in it. You you can almost see like lurk and feed as like a, a just a type. Sure. Like oh like 
you and I will lurk differently, but in the end, both of us are lurking, yeah, right? Because yeah. we're not being actively aggressive. Exactly. Right? Whereas you're going to fight one way and I'm going to fight another, but both of us are engaging in more aggressive behaviors yeah. outside the hive mind. So yeah. you don't have to say like, ah, it's either lurk or feed, yeah. right? Those are just to kind of get you in the mood of understanding yeah. how. So. Yeah. So feed is more of the aggressive stance and... It doesn't necessarily mean they're just going out and eating things. It it just means that they're aggressive. They're going to go out kill, and if they eat, great. It doesn't mean that they're just going out and eating. Yeah. Um, but this instinct is usually taken on by larger, more deadly tyranid creatures. They will actively hunt down and destroy all non-tyranid life forms, and even occasionally tyranid life forms. Like, you mm-hmm. know, you sure, if sure. you got a rampage in current effects, you got a rampage. In yeah, he's effects. not going to care what's in front of him. Yeah. Um, not driven by self-preservation, but by the overwhelming desire to feed, to destroy. Uh, chances are good these beasts will be long dead because of their rampages that they might never come back under the sway of the hive mind. Right. They'll yeah. just go until they're dead. But yeah, those are like the two basic feral like ways to describe these tyranids in their yeah. feral states without yeah. the hive mind. It's kind of funny that they call it feed because yeah. the... Like, let's say that they do get separated from Synapse. I guess it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, the the Force couldn't harvest afterwards. But, like, maybe they're separated entirely from the Force or, like, that head is cut off or whatever. It's interesting because they wouldn't really be feeding to, like, a Carnifex doesn't eat for calories to sustain its own life right like it 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 feeds to like create biomass to be siphoned into the fleet to produce more later uh, maybe attack is like the better word yeah yeah yeah. attack is definitely it's definitely it's just interesting that some creatures are actually driven by the desire to feed yeah and then Um, the tyranid itself a personal hunger yeah Yeah. like some of the tyranids actually do like they specifically go to feed, and then they move on and feed again and feed and feed, and yeah, they right. are draining victims. Whereas I agree, a Carnifex is causing destruction for its sake. Yeah. It's yeah. not stopping and yeah. you know eating the guts out of every guardsman that he murders. Yeah, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we're gonna start describing all the tyranid species, but f- before we do that, we're just gonna talk quickly about biomorphs, because um, almost every tyranid organization or species follows a similar vein in their appearance and adaptations that they take on. Even though there are countless species and more are constantly being created, they are all directed and driven by the hive mind. One common feature of the Tyranid race is their ability to swap in and out different biomorphs on the body. This allows the hive mind to create a standard template body with the ability to adapt quickly to new obstacles. So yeah, when we're talking about all all the species, we're not going to go into, oh, and this species can take this, 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 and this biomorph. Like, realistically you could put crushing claws on a termagant like why not (laughs) eric (laughs) eric there is a line that says some bodies can't sustain certain biomorphs sure and that would be like that's the line but i know what you're trying to say yeah like Like, you could make miniature uh, crushing claws of course absolutely and put the baby ones they're growing they're growing yeah (laughs) but yes yeah yeah Yeah, you can't you can't put one of those uh, what's that massive cannon on an exocrine Mm, like you can't put one of those you can't put like that same scale or something onto a tiny little termagon yeah there are some limitations but there's also a lot of flexibility oh yeah and it's intentionally designed that way by the hive mind to be able to just swap in and out these key biomorphs um to be able to get the most use out of them 
Yeah, so we've already even done like a biomorph episode. Yeah. So if you want to talk more just about biomorphs or you're just lacking some information, just go to episode 50. Yeah. Um, and we talk about all the biomorphs, how they work. Claws and Claw. teeth. Leaping. Teeth. Leaping. <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite one. <laughs> That's the best one of them all. Um, so we'll get into species. The Tyranid race comprises of many different species, each on uh, each developed for a specific purpose by the hive mind. So we've broken this down into different categories, or the Imperium has, I suppose. Right, yeah. Yeah, um, but we pretty much followed them. We changed yep. a couple things around because not all of it seemed to fit the sizings yeah. that we um, saw. But. Yeah. So the first thing we're going to start with is bioships. Mm. So these are huge spacefaring organisms that travel the void. Uh, they transport Tyranid creatures from feeding place to feeding place. There's many different types of them, as you can see from these particularly grainy pictures. <laughs> That's all they had! <laughs> so there's all the way from large hive ships all the way to small attack ships. Yeah, so they got um, ships that are kilometers long to ships that are just, you A know, single organism that lives and fights in space. Yeah. So uh, their ships, their purposes vary from transport to boarding vessels to harassment ships. Anything that you can think of as a necessity... They have an organism that they've grown, yeah, and fulfills that role. Yeah, in the same way that when the Imperium sees a need, they just build a new ship for it. Yeah, the t- the hive mind will just birth a new ship. Yeah, to fulfill whatever need they're lacking. Yeah, so which is very cool. Very cool. Very they, cool. they look very cool too. Yeah, yeah. I love like the bacterial kind of aesthetic that most of the ships have. Like mm. they look like mm. yeah, 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 yeah. Weird like bugs that would be floating through your bloodstream or something. <laughs> you but gotta get yourself checked out. <laughs> that's what yeah. you got. Is that what's floating around yeah, your yeah. bloodstream? It is. Oh. God, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> this one specifically. <laughs> oh, no, the, not the pincher one. <laughs> Um, <laughs> grabs his blood cells and just squishes no. them. <laughs> Squeeze. Oh, it's my arm. <laughs> um, so we did do uh, a Tyranid High Fleet episode where we talked about all the different ships. We broke down what they all are. So we're not yeah. going to go over that again. We are going to tell you which ones are Synapse and which ones are not, though. Yeah. Um, so so really, only the Hive ship is um, a Synapse creature. Yeah. And then everything else, uh, Devourers, Razor Fiends, Dark Prowlers, Void Fiends, Void Prowlers, Krakens, Vanguard Drones, Drones, War Drones, and you guessed it, Stalker Drones. Mm-hmm. So a, those are all... That's a lot of drones. I think even Narwhals. I, I was about to, to ask them. what the... Yeah, narwhals. like their warp engine. Yeah, yeah. It's what? interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm pretty... I just think I didn't know how to spell it, so I didn't oh. put it down. Is it that's... spelled like... The white. It's pretty much spelt like a narwhal. Yeah. All right. That's the cool one. That that's that's, 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 that's a gravitational oh, pole <laughs> warp engine. Yeah. So they're they're pretty cool though. Like uh, they the they Lord's look very crack. much like they got their chitin carapace on them. They're very cool. Um, I'd love to do some Battlefleet Gothic with them, but. Oh, I yeah. Would, oh, I would. They that need would to release cool. that, and we'll we'll be getting heavy. Yeah, we're getting heavy. Um, okay, so now we're gonna get into biotitans is our next thing. Um, we go listen to episode. Just <laughs> that was the last episode you gotta listen to. Before and on this episode, we tell you the other episodes we've done. <laughs> yeah. Well, at this point, there's just so much we've covered. Yeah, but like, yeah, it all stacks. So yeah. okay, so uh, biotitans. Uh, so the first one we're gonna talk about is the hierophant. It's one of the largest Tyranid creatures and only seen at the forefront of major assaults. Yeah. Uh, even though it's massive, it 
even though it is massive, it's spindly, uh, making it harder to hit despite its size. So as you can see, it, it's not like a hulking monster. No, it's just right? like tall it's, and yeah, it's lithe and yeah. spindly. Is I think that's the right way to describe it. So I think it's like honestly just large enough, like physically, that it can carry like the biggest weapons for, like how large it is. You know, mm. like it doesn't have to be like this big bulky thing it just yeah. has to be able to carry as long as it can sustain like, the weapon they're just thinking about efficiency right yeah. with the energy that they need to produce yeah, yeah it's cool um <laughs> i read somebody one time uh so this creature it stands on like four spiked scything talons um and somebody did the math on <laughs> they give it an actual weight of the hierophant and then they're like oh yeah this thing would just sink into the ground on those talons like they oh, right yeah they did all the, the math and they did the weight and it's just like Okay. <laughs> Welcome to 40K. Thank you. Be cool, but though. It's a very cool mod. I've been tempted to get it many times, but... Uh, yeah. Alas. Should, what would I do with it? Yeah. You should have rules. Same thing you do with your Titan. For, Ste- like, stepping on vehicles, just, like, <laughs> piercing damage. Just mm-hmm. if you step over top of the Land Raider, it just mm-hmm. it explodes. It's dead. <laughs> so. I don't like that. Yeah. Um, so it's armed with a variety of ranged and melee weapons. Uh just to destroy everything within its path. Like, this is one of the most dangerous Tyranid creatures. And I don't think its, you know, behavior is particularly described because I think it's fairly obvious what it's designed to do and and even what it would do outside of the synapse. Like, this is 100% a lurk creature. Yes, it's only ever going to try and hide as soon as the synapse is broken from it. You know, to wait for the next (laughs) wave of of Uh Tyranid assault, so. (laughs) Yeah. In case you can't tell, that was sarcasm. (laughs) Yeah. No, this is hundred percent like aggressive behavior. It is seeking out like things that aren't tyrannid and hunting them down. Like Yeah. Yeah, like synapse would only provide what you were saying, like that target priority. But if synapse is gone, it's still just blasting. Yeah. 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 (laughs) In fact, you would pray that this thing is synapsed. So it can make the decision to avoid you. Yeah, if you're just a That's guardsman, true. yeah. yeah. yeah Please yeah. be synapsed and leave. <laughs> yeah, go, yeah. go deal with that heavy fortification. Yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> so up next we got the Vicitator. The Viciator? Vitiator? Vitiator? Sure. I don't know. Uh, what we know about this um, Bio-Titan is that it's very similar to the Hierophant. Yeah. Um, this is the picture of it, that guy. So it looks a little different. Oh! Ah! Um, it looks a little go. different, but uh, still th- a big hulking monster, probably armed to the teeth. It's yeah, fr- it's from like a, a card game, I think. That's where. Okay. Yeah, there's a couple on here that I've never even heard of. I think it's yeah. tough with nids because it's like you can create. I'll anything. make something up, throwaway line from a book ten years ago, and it's yeah. like this exists, I guess. But I, nobody, I guess. It, there's never been any follow up or yeah. anything with it. So yeah, yeah. And so, the thing is, they give themselves so much room with with tyranids that like sure they just don't use it anymore i guess yeah yeah it could have been evolved out of use yeah there's even models that like in the 80s had models and they just haven't existed since or whatever tyranids probably have like the best reason for that weird like story to life thing you just say oh they don't need those models they don't need that you yeah. know that species anymore <laughs> they aren't making it anymore i think yeah. it's just cool. well, it oh, yeah. make it's sense. a cool yeah. excuse they're the only one where if somebody actually like some people like to go buy old nostalgic models and make an army of these shitty old terminators and it's yeah. like why but tyranids 100 percent behind yeah you just find like a, a high fleet that's like stuck in the past yeah and, like they haven't evolved at all yeah, and, exactly yeah very yeah. cool 
Um, so the next category. So we didn't say bio titans are huge. Like they're the size, you know, they're 50, 100 feet tall type thing. Who they're, knows? How big How big can they grow yeah. them, right? Like uh, a hierophant is probably around the, the 50 feet height scale. Maybe a little more. It's, probably a it's little as tall more. as a knight. Yeah. yeah, I think it might be a little I bit more. I think it's bigger than a knight. Oh, Eric's I've been furiously out. typing. Just because I want But either way, be. yeah, it's it's like it's like a knight. It's, it's like a warhound titan. Big boys. What are we looking it's at? It's comparable Eric? in size and power to an imperial titan. Okay. It's, well, but it says its average height, like in that same lexicanum article, is 15 meters. 15 meters times three, that's 45. 45 feet. Yeah. Like a warhound. What's a warhound? Yeah, it's about 50. It'd be 60 feet, those ones. Yeah, so that's... Pretty close. Yeah, a warhound is the smallest time. But either I mean, way, it's like, kind of comparable when you look at it. It's just like literally a hunched over little like yeah. leech looking thing with massive cannons. <laughs> yeah, and and since it yeah. is a living creature, they might grow to be a hundred feet tall. Sure, yeah. they might grow right. to be even the comparable. They just to never warlord. make it that long. I mean, if yeah, you maybe if you imagine this like for whatever reason, like a massive fortification, it puts one leg over it and the other, and it stretches out to like come over. It's going to be over a hundred feet. Probably. I guess. Yeah. Sure. Tall, yeah. Yeah. You know? yeah. Um, but yeah, so bio Titans, they're huge, like minimum. They're probably like 50 feet tall minimum and they could get fucking huge. Yeah. Uh, up next to our category is gargantuan. Mm. So this one is kind of 50 feet to let's say maybe around 20 Somewhere in that range. Yeah. So keep that in mind for size um, when we're talking about this. So the next one we're going to talk about is the Cerebor. So it's equipped with sacks that you can kind of see. Uh, that it loads up with smaller Tyranid creatures. Cool. It carries them into battle by protecting them with its hardened shell. And it, it looks like a train to me. That's always the thing <laughs> I see. Sure. It's just this it massive really cool. I haven't train seen this before. Skittering. Right? Uh, this is another one I think that's from their a card game. Hmm. Whatever. Yeah. It's, it's valid. Oh, it's very cool. Any of these are it's awesome. It's all canon. So. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it's literally just a transport. That, that would that's be how so it cool. Yeah. So, like, if this one breaks synapse... Like it, what do we think it's doing? Like my mind pictures, well, it just shoves as many smaller Tyranids as it can. Like, does it just grab them, put it in its body and like um, go towards the combat? Like, no, that- I, I, th- I think I disagree. I think it would just go towards the combat without even having anything in it. Like the synapse is what would, um, help it load up to peak capacity. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Who's, who's to say? Maybe it yeah. Just, it doesn't list. Maybe it just exactly. poops them all out and just like beelines for the, yeah, for yeah, and maybe it doesn't like move cover. at all, right? Yeah. Like maybe oh, maybe it, down. it doesn't make any decision Ooh. about what's the right place to take them. Sure, to, sure, right? yeah, like, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, but some this the... one isn't described. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some are, some are not. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I could see any of those actually happening. I like it. I want a model. They're they're <laughs> very cool. Yeah. Okay. Next uh, one. So the next one we have is the Dactylus. This one I particularly enjoy the look of. Uh, so this creature is designed to Which launch... of the pixels are your favorite? All <laughs> <laughs> oh, 500 of them. <laughs> yep. Uh, th- there's only one picture. It looks of it gross, though. Yeah. So it's like... So this creature is designed to launch spore mines across vast distances. With arms. Like, it lobs them. Yeah, but... yeah. It, it's got almost like uh, ah. prairie mantis arms, where it's just, like, very, like... And they probably just, like, snap yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Weird, yeah. Uh, it also has the ability to produce its own spores. You can see on its back, it grows spores. So it just, like, reaches and just lobs these spores. And once again, this is, like, a big creature. We don't know the size, because this is all we know about it. Yeah. 
but it's Ooh, somewhere right. in yeah, the this range. Is big, right? It's a gargantuan. Yeah, yeah. It's what we consider a gargantuan. Yeah, it's somewhere in between twenty to fifty feet. Okay. Yeah. Very, very big. I like to think miles. they're all forty nine point nine. Oh yes. <laughs> oh yes. Except for one who is twenty. Yes. But the rest, yeah. To make the range. Yeah, we range from twenty range. to fifty That's feet. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like this like most like if I was to imagine it's non synapse behavior, like it's just literally grabbing spore mines and flinging them, grabbing yeah. and flinging, grabbing yeah. and flinging. Exactly. Yeah, just whatever Ooh. direction it thinks is Ooh. combat and, just, and aggressive. Just spread. Just, yeah. 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 Like this thing isn't lurking in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. Up Weird. next we got the Herodon. So this is the largest flying tyranid that has been encountered to date. Uh, it's not, and even though it's not as fast as other aircraft, it's much more maneuverable than sure. like your standard technological aircraft. Yeah, like the G forces aren't a big issue. It can stop on the dime and kind of just go wherever. Very yeah, maneuverable. Exactly. Uh, so it's described as like really good at dodging enemy fire and craft. Sure. Um, so in battle, they offer air support uh, with bio cannons, but they also act as like transports for mm. smaller uh, gargoyles, which is another Tyranid species. So it's even called like called the Brood Mother because of the gargoyles that would latch onto the bottom. So yeah. you know that's what like the guardsman term or whatever for it is. Yeah, just it's a Brood Mother that's raining gargoyles. <laughs> it's know? very cool. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, it like, looks like a Tyranid dragon. Essentially. I was it just does, thinking yeah. that. And I just want to say to anyone who thinks that this thing couldn't move as fast as a plane because it's flapping its wings, uh-huh. you need to shut up because the lore <laughs> is always right. Um, that's, what, that's what I want to say. There you go. James complains at gmail.com <laughs> if you More disagree than... with what he's saying over there. I'm, I'm agreeing with the lore. Doesn't matter. <laughs> If you disagree, if you have a complaint about James, <laughs> send it there. Paradigms are very cool. I agree that this is like the closest thing in 40k to a dragon. Sure. So like, awesome. An interesting thing about the Harridan, I guess, is that um, it has no legs or arms. <laughs> so there's oh. basically two schools of thought about the Harridan. One is that it never lands because it cannot like go <laughs> along the ground. Uh-huh. Right. And then the other is that. Uh, they can slither along the ground mm, like like snakes snake. or worms once they do <laughs> land. So that's but it's it's not like confirmed one way right. or the other. I, I like think to be, imagine. Sorry, go ahead. No, uh, go, you go. I like to imagine that it like is only producing enough energy to like carry what it needs to into battle and then just like pump out shots and crash into the battlefield. You know, <laughs> I like it's just that a kamikaze. Too. Right, like yeah. it's just this huge thing that'll just like die, but like lay waste to whatever it lands on because it doesn't need to land because what it's transporting also fly. Yeah, the gargoyles. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Our next creature is the Heraduel. Uh, and it's an unstoppable armored beast, heavily armed and armored. There one. are two variants, barbed, barbed Heraduel for range and um, uh, smooth, <laughs> smooth, <laughs> non-barbed, <laughs> non-barbed, <laughs> non-barbed. And a sci- scythed, thi- scythed, scythed, Heraduel. <laughs> Words have barbed. Uh, <laughs> that one's cool. I like it. It look like the that image you have there is terrifying looking. Man, I love these. These are like yeah. the models I always wish were good enough to play on the table. I know. I really like that They're straight so cool. sticking out tail yeah. that it seems to have. It's very Velociraptor 
Very well, predatorial. Yeah, yeah. I like to imagine that it's like using it to stabilize its cannons or, or some, you know, you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's what those tails were for. Was like Very stabilization. Cool. So. Very cool. On Velociraptors, yeah, that's how they stabilized their guns. Stabilized. Yeah, they stabilized the Veloc. <laughs> the laser Guys, Velociraptors are, its are terrifying. Have you not seen? They're very intelligent. L- yeah, Doctor Grant with told me about lasers. them. <laughs> Doctor Grant. <laughs> yeah, Doctor Grant. Uh, My God. Um, the the crazy thing about these things have few have ever been captured alive due to the sheer amount of firepower needed to lay it low that the bodies are ra- rarely recovered. So it's so Jeez. heavily armored that you have to yeah. blast it with like Titan weapons, <laughs> but then you shot it with a Titan weapon. So it disappears. So you can't, <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 This other. is, this is definitely like an aggressive behavior, non-synapse yeah. creature. Yeah. Like it's not, it has no purpose beyond destruction and annihilation. This is yeah. like a mega carn effects in some aspects. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. A lot yeah. of these bigger ones that, it's very clear what happens when their synapse dies. They just keep fucking <laughs> yeah. stuff up. Yeah. It, it's hard to get the size because this model could be like this big in, sure. in my hand. But like when you see the little space marine boy on the base, like yeah. crushing. Oh, that's a big, that's a big ass boy. It, it's, <laughs> and the scale is difficult Damn, even with that because Damn, these models are old. Yeah. And like Carnifexes are pretty similar in size to that almost now. Right. Yeah. Whereas these could realistically be twice the size, three times as a Carnifex. Yeah. Um, they are like knight equivalents, these ones. Um, like they're 500 points on tabletop and stuff. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Yeah, don't oh. mess around with a Hyradula. No. Hyradula. Bardor Scythe. Yeah. Okay. That's next. Malefactor. The Malefactor, they're incredibly fast, able to carry more Tyranids under its chitin. Once up close, it can use its massive talons to scythe through enemies. Um, yeah this, this is, has a model does it yes it's the same it was produced at the same time as my armor cast exocrine it's oh, also okay. produced by armor cast and uh yeah it came out in like early 80s or something <laughs> really okay yeah look up armor cast malefactor and see if you can find it that's uh you see both of those images don't oh, look like wow. the same yeah thing. it's cool um i think it's more this part in the back like you can see oh, the sense oh, of scale i see yeah um, that's the malefactor where this is just like it looks like that's a tyranid, tyranid warrior that's a warrior yeah, yeah. And, and yeah that's why i put that one there because then you can just see the scale of how fucking big gotcha. that yeah thing it's is. there's definitely a model you'll pull it up for it malefactor. uh armor Metal. cast you'll find it, it is intensely ugly it's probably crazy. the worst yeah, it has that weird that bend in it, you know? So I don't get what it is. Oh. Yeah. But it just carries things. Okay, yeah, yeah. here we go. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. but basically it just has these two <laughs> massive, like, Tiny fucking picture. talons on the front, and it, it almost looks like an armored slug. Right, like, then it looks it... like a burrowing thing that would, like, carry. Yeah, yeah. so I guess, like, the chitin just, like, lifts Ooh, up, and creatures, like, go and here? <laughs> hide in there, <laughs> and then it... Me and my buddy had this theory back in... It was back when uh, Twilight first came out. There's a certain phase of Google. No matter what you search, you'll get to the Taylor Lautner phase of Google. Where (laughs) it just becomes... Somehow, you'll get a picture of Taylor Lautner in there. And he will be shirtless. I don't know if there's any other pictures of him. (laughs) Is he ever wearing clothes? Not in my dreams, so... (laughs) Ah, Not in reality either, I hope. That's nice. Okay. All right. Um, 
Yeah, so I would, again, I don't, like, how does a malefactor act non-synapse? Like, it's designed to, it's fast, and it's designed to carry tyranids. Yeah. And then um, up close, it just uses massive talons. Like, yeah, that's a, it seems a very aggressively built thing. Yeah, this is another one where we literally have one line yeah, and one picture. Not much about it, but and one model apparently. Uh, apparently, some. But at least there is a model. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, that's nice. Uh, so the next we have the Nautiloid. So yeah. it resembles a massive snail, and it has its uh, mid and rear limbs fused together into a pseudopod and a, a lash whip combination. Wow, that's so cool. I wonder yeah. if that's another armored cast model. I haven't seen this one. This the, is super cool, though. I'm pretty yeah. sure this is another one from that card game. Yeah. Because that artwork is very similar. Yeah, It's yeah. like the burned buildings in the background. I don't know. It was like it's it's called like Warhammer CCG or something. But yeah, oh. you can, I guess, yeah, you can really tell the scale. Like those buildings, are, you can see the building. It's yeah. fucking huge. It's yeah, really it, cool. But yeah, the, the snail aspect itself, I, I tried to, yeah. like, what does this do? And I honestly think <laughs> it's just a battering ram. Sure. Oh, but that's cool. Like, yeah, how it, like, fast. Latching onto a door and just, like, pulling itself <laughs> into the door. Yeah, that's kind of how I, like, <laughs> viewed cool. it. It just tried to, like, get rid of everything in its path. So, yeah. Wow. But yeah, again, not a lot of information. Just rolls around like on that. the battlefield. <laughs> I don't think it rolls. How do you know? Because it's a it's slug. Yeah, it's a snail. So the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that one. Don't like it, but that <laughs> one. Okay, up next we got the Varagon. Uh, and it is a huge tunneling creature able to bury, burrow its way through solid rock. Um, and yeah, like... Well, as you can see from the pixels on that side. <laughs> these are so cool. They are so cool. I haven't seen a lot of them, but like when you see these older ones, yeah, uh, it's like, well, there's the in, there's the inspiration for StarCraft, huh? Like, <laughs> like tell yeah. me that's not an Ultralisk. Yeah, like, yeah. It's not an Ultralisk. No, it's in fact uh, a Viragon. That's but right. There we go. <laughs> it's really cool. Tell People me who don't not... see the video think that you remembered the name of it, but I seen you look at your phone. <laughs> <the other> day. <laughs> I seen you look. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like lots of details on that one, obviously. Yeah. Well, it <laughs> burrows through solid rock. That's what we got. That's yeah. what we. Well, know. maybe you, maybe it burrows for like a path for gene stealers. To That's come the in. trigon, but this close. Maybe they both do it. Yeah, there's yeah. definitely this one some... clears the way for trigons. Yeah, is that what that <laughs> yes, is? I guess <laughs> this is really big. Yeah, yeah, cool. Not a lot of information. No. Up next, we got the sporocyst. Ah, the sporocyst. That's cool. So these are like bloated, those. fleshy pods, and they're designed to facilitate uh, planetary consumption. So they're launched from orbiting bioships, and when they make planetfall, they burrow into the surface like a tick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you definitely see that like tick shape hmm. in it. Um, once embedded, the creature emits clouds of polluting microorganisms, which alter the planet's atmosphere until the air itself is ripe for consumption. So they're yeah. literally altering the atmosphere so it can be consumed, you know, during the reclamation period or whatever they call it. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, they also act as synapse creature boosters. So they're not synapse yeah. himself, but they do boost it. Router boosters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. I think Router this boosters. might also win top spot on uh models that hurt the most to step on <laughs> oh, that, that's a lot of yeah that's a lot of spikes why don't you have rock. one of those mark um 
Yeah, Mark. It's What's your really excuse? bad to build. I I used to have like two or three. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're. I like the little uh, arms on top, like right there. I like to think. <laughs> and then there's also like a corresponding venom cannon that's between each of those arms. Oh yeah, you see that yeah. right there on the like two thirds up. Yeah, they can take yeah. stranglethorn or venom cannons. That's yeah. very cool. So they obviously have a way to defend themselves. So like yeah. that's. That's a weird one because I would say it's not lurking. It's not hiding because I don't think these things move no, once no, they're no. embedded. They're but they're also like they're sure they're being aggressive, but they're not actively seeking. You things could say out, lurking right? as in they're like closing their shields and protecting themselves and like hunkering down sure, to but, like keep themselves yeah, alive. Even sure. then, I think like it's a perfect description of why like the base understanding of lurker feed doesn't necessarily yeah. fit every single. Yeah organism that yeah, we have for so. sure for sure um yeah pretty wild Whew. hey i missed one i don't have an image for the uh tyrannocyte or the myriadic spore mycetic spore wow it's all right so this spore is used for space to planet transportation think drop pods uh it will carry a variety of tyranids to the surface and once it unloads its cargo it will remain on site unleashing firepower into enemies yeah, the tyrannocyte is more or less like an an, ad, an adaptation of the spore assist uh, that oh, yeah. is yeah, yeah. to carry things down to planet side. And then uh, that's a cool model. So too. the other one has like the ability to produce gases to break stuff down. Yeah. And this one has, yeah. The ability to carry yeah. And actually like move around the battlefield. Yeah. This one does not have the synaptic booster. I, I, I imagine those tentacles. Yeah. You like that little spiked part on this. This is a huge model. That's my favorite part. I, like, I love the, when you see, like, Tyranid models like that. I just picture, like, early 2000s, like, sci-fi movies with massive monsters in the background that are really out of focus. Mm, yeah. And they're, like, Just because my images are blurry. They're, they're like, <laughs> slowly and bit. ponderously moving. And there's, like, really loud music. And it's just it just spells doom. And yeah. I yeah. wish those showed up more, those things. I've, on tabletop? Yeah. For sure. Uh, it's they, just they, drop pods are so bad in this edition yeah, yeah, yeah. of every kind. But yeah, these are so cool. Yeah. Yeah. They're one of, like, there's a few things that's like, ah, oh, man, I wish I saw that more. Because that, that's a suit. Ah. Uh, oh, my God. That guy. Wargamer J. He was oh. from Mini Wargaming oh. like 10 years ago. <laughs> um, so the next thing that we have are. So that's actually it for gargantuan creatures. Yeah. So our next category is monstrous. Yeah. And monstrous are going to be from like. 10 to 20, 25, somewhere in that range, depending sure. on the actual monstrous creature. <laughs> Still big boys. Yeah. Chomby. So the very first one is one of my favorite models of all time. It's the Carnifex. Yes. Um, it's a highly mutatable creature capable of fulfilling a variety of roles or purposes, um, but are often described as living battering rams. Yeah. So that's, and that's. You didn't put a picture of Huggies on here. No, no, no. None of the old. <laughs> <laughs> I'll grab it. I'll fucking grab it. For yeah, you. but so these are. It's it's also described that they need to like pick up speed, but once they have picked up enough speed, they don't stop rampaging and cannot be stopped. <laughs> yeah, easily. they just never stop destroying as much <laughs> as possible. So, huh. um, artifacts is it's kind of cool. Like they've been around since first edition, I believe, and they've had a lot of different variations so like this was their very first one and then um so cool then they had like their old one eye kind of style carnifex so this one would be what it was 
<laughs> it gets smaller. I love it. Enhance. Yeah, and then they get to what they are now when they really like get the whole chit and bug feel. But yeah, it, they're so cool. Are you saying chitin? Yes, he is. Oh, okay. I just gave up. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. <laughs> what is the word? Chitin. What I say? No. <laughs> I'm not playing that game. <laughs> but Tyranids. So even though they are like living battering rams and impossible to stop once they've started, uh, they're not intelligent by any means even no. <laughs> like uh without the constant mental lashing of the hive mind they succumb to unthinking Ooh. rampages of destruction <laughs> so it's i think it's just as easy that you'd find a tyranid rampaging through its own ranks outside the Probably. synapse yeah than fighting the actual enemy sure you know it's only when they're synapse that they're actually pointed and controlled into a direction where they can yeah. do proper thing yeah. you know yeah so I feel like this this is the model that makes people want to play Tyranids. The Carnifex? Yeah. yeah, look up like the I think it's the fifth edition Tyranix Tyranid Codex. It's such a sick image where you Oh you, like you, the There's like two Carnifex and a bunch of Termagants in the background. Just like the cover picture? Yeah, it's mm. just yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. so like man, it, yeah, it's a, but, it's a good one. Yeah. This is one where you definitely see the need mm. for the synapse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. For it to be fully utilized. But uh, it's good that it has just like that raw aggression because you point it in, and then at that then point it's going to leave. Synapse. Yeah, it's going to leave its synapse at some point because it's a battering ramp. But then once it's there, it's causing a rampage, right? So as long yeah. as you get it set up, like it's okay that it does leave the synapse. Yeah. So, yeah. so do they have any rules for that right now? That for they which? need to be in synapse? No. no. Yeah. So they yeah, get, like all hold on. They take minuses for not being in synapse, but they don't get affected any differently than anyone else not being in synapse. Yeah. Right. Yeah. On the tabletop right now, they have feed and lurk, and your creature will have feed and lurk outside of uh, synapse, yeah. depending on what it is. Okay. But it's the same as a termagant that's not inside. So synapse. it just it just has to go to the closest. Yeah. Unit? So yeah. if it charges something that's not the closest, it's a minus two to the charge roll, and yep. it's like minus one to hit anything that isn't yeah. the closest yeah. for yeah. shooting stuff. Yep. Yeah. So that's oh, why I really like the target priority aspect. Yeah. Of the hive mind is it yeah. makes sense to me that like they're just going to go for the closest threat, and the only way they would ever not do that is when the hive mind is actually directing them beyond it yeah. So. yeah yeah or if they have some ulterior purpose but yes like lictors sure lictors sure. are yeah, very yeah. different yeah, yeah yeah but these are oh, yeah, described no, these, as these yes not intelligent sorry. yeah right. i thought we were talking just in general no no sorry yeah lictors i agree they're yeah. they're almost in a ball game of yeah. their own but really. yeah like these yeah absolutely 100 percent. just charge the closest thing and yeah. just fuck it up yeah you're not you're not surviving when you're the closest yeah. thing so no they can <laughs> I've I've faced your Carnifexes enough time to know I don't like, <laughs> I don't like them. <laughs> yeah, Mark really likes Carnifexes. Oh, they're, how many they're, in your fifteen hundred point army? Four and then old one eye. Four, so, so yeah, five, five Carnifexes. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, pretty like, cool. They're they're one of my favorite models. Like they're just yeah, the iconic Tyranid model in my mind. But. So the next one uh, we're going to talk about is the Dimacaron. 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 So it appears to have evolved for a single purpose, to slaughter those identified among their prey as leaders in the midst of battle, spreading terror and dismay amongst the ranks of all who resist the hive mind's advance. Yeah. So tall tall carnifex. (laughs) This one is kind of tougher, though, when you try and talk about what it is to be non-synapsed, because they are obviously designed with a lot more 
intention in mind yeah yeah to seek out enemy leaders yeah right so when they're non-synapsed do they have the ability to pick out who they consider an enemy leader yeah, or yeah not? absolutely like, they just yeah. go after whoever's not wearing a helmet yeah, absolutely. Whoever is yelling the loudest mm-hmm. on the battlefield and pointing, yeah. Yeah. probably with a sword. <laughs> yes, yeah. right. That's sure. who they go after. Yeah. It would be much more rudimentary, almost like just you know, it would whoever's displaying like a an alpha type of behavior. Yeah, sure. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. what they can pick up on. Maybe that's, that's how, how they, they do it. it. But yeah, right. yeah. In you can conceivably say that even without the synapse, they can still function to yeah. a degree of being able to identify. Uh, like an alpha target and yeah. try to remove it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, they they are described as having huge talons and claws, but for some reason they also have a stomach mouth <laughs> to, I guess, trap prey. I guess leaders. I don't know. It's. For I guess you want to eat, eat it, <laughs> but it just kills them and absorbs them. Yeah, it's a little probably odd. the most efficient way of killing a single model, I guess, is, is to eat it. Stomach mouth and pierce it with your, your tongue yeah, you and bring it into your come here, little guy. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of just using one of those fucking massive talons, yeah, that likes to eat things. A little odd, but hey, it's cool. Still, it, hey, are you questioning cool. the hive mind? No, I would never <laughs> hive mind all the way. Hmm. That's right. James complains at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next one we have is the harpy. Uh, so this is another flying variant uh, yeah. of the Tyranids. Um, but what's cool about them is their bodies are hollow, which is different, I oh, think. Okay. Um, so it does make them, like, super fragile, obviously. But their agility, like, surpasses every aircraft they've ever encountered. Sure. They're so fast and quick in air because of this hollow body. Um, they can even survive in space. Cool. And are used as like attack craft for hive ships. Okay. Oh, cool. uh, so this is when we were uh, doing a little our prep for this. I was kind of wondering like, is like thrust generated in space by flapping wings? <laughs> like I was I was actually wondering like what is it? What do you need to generate like thrust? <laughs> like I was like, do you need gravity? Mark's like, no, you need like air to like move around the wings. So we were like, well, how do you do that? in space with wings like engines make sense to me they're actually generating yeah. like a, a thrust in a specific direction but wings mm. i always thought was a little odd well some of the tyranid like pictures have like this steam exhaust coming from them sure so maybe it's some like kinda... of spaceships no like of like if there's lots of images of like the swarm lord and hive tyrants yeah specifically, like... they have like exhaust coming out of those oh, pipes on okay. the top yeah, of them if we go back to like carnifex is like all of these things here are like those are like heat vents exhaust pipes okay or whatever right so just... instead of like sweating or excreting waste like they just exhaust yeah so it's yeah, very possible they have could be like a, a different type a different thing. system of thrust to function yeah. while they're in space right yeah yeah very possible yeah. that's curious i never had considered that but yeah like they're big their big ships like produce like uh yeah like combustible uh, gas yeah to use right and that but makes that, sense to me i get yeah. that it but was this, this one, one specifically very, yeah. that i was uh, interested about yeah um yeah their undersides are also like covered in cysts uh they just contain spores that they just rain down on the enemies as they they fly by <laughs> stuff um that's nice yeah. nice thing is i do see this one on tables so cool uh, yeah yeah it's it's not suck. It doesn't suck, so you can use sure. it. Sure, <laughs> which is yep. nice. Any ones that do suck, you know, you just never seen the models. Yeah, <laughs> um, they are, and so their behavior is definitely opportunistic. 
they avoid prolonged conflicts and contact with any kind of enemy forces. Yeah. Uh, so they prefer strafing runs and swooping dives. And I definitely think that's what you would see outside of synapse you sure. definitely would see them like just swooping and diving and taking the least risk possible yeah whereas yeah. Uh, you mark earlier you described how um in the hive mind you could see the hive mind directing them to like completely bog down an enemy turret and cover in bodies right. so they couldn't fire anymore yeah but that's definitely an abnormal behavior yeah for them so I like that. It's it's trying to think. I like trying to think of how do they act with the hive mind and how do they normally act without it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Yeah, definitely opportunistic. De- a little more lurk than we've been seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Waiting for the right moment. Yeah. So up next we got the hive crone, a large flying creature that specializes in air to air combat. Uh, it's perfect for trapping flyers in their tentacles and wrestling them to the ground. So it's just got a bunch of like little tentacles on it and stuff that will latch onto ships and then it will pull itself in and just, yeah, rip off a wing or whatever. But the one really cool thing is they have a long spiked tail capable of punching holes in ships. Um, there is one of these that fought in a battle and the Imperial Guard named it like the Crimson, uh, Crimson Hunter or something like that. Mm. But basically it had like uh, 12 confirmed valkyrie kills Fuck. which is like a type of yeah aircraft or whatever and yeah it, it was like every time it would just use its tail to pierce right through the cockpit like uh glass, killing the pilot just killing, the, killing pilot. the pilot just killing the pilot didn't do <laughs> any damage wow. to anything else that's cool um so yeah it uses that to like damage ship pokes holes in it but it can also like drag that tail across a wing like just fly over top of it drag it across the wing and just sever the wing it also spews bile from its <laughs> yep, yeah. Gull it onto things. Yeah, thank that's God. Fun. Yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't tough enough yet. We need, no, <laughs> yeah. we need the vomit. It, it kind of makes me think of Ridley, actually, just in the tail for yes. some reason. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, these are cool. They used to be insanely good when vector striking was a thing. Mm-hmm. Fun. Okay. Malak. 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 Is that what you're doing? Nice. Got it. You got it. Okay. Uh, so these are burrowing creatures that travel deep underground to bypass enemy defenses and then emerge behind enemy lines, you know, run rampant through supply lines, command posts, artillery batteries, really anything. Yeah. Um, and then they just vanish back <laughs> underground uh, to just evade retaliation. So yeah. It's like a really great shock troop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And once again, to keep in mind, we got to pick up here but the size of this thing yeah these are it's monstrous creatures like yeah they're so, huge they're yeah very tall yeah so <laughs> yeah. Uh, and apparently the only warning you ever get is just like a tremor and yeah, you're like well is this an earthquake or is this a mall and then about you're to dead burst yeah. underneath me yeah. yeah uh they have extremely delicate sensory organs that allows them to detect the beating of a heart through solid stone they don't give a range but sure it's long enough that they know where to go underground and know exactly where to pop up where life is like the perfect place to strike (laughs) some would say at least the closest place but yeah like so my question is like and they don't explain this so it's an open-ended question you know like do they if they sense a heartbeat in one direction and a heartbeat in the other like how do they choose a target do they yeah. go to the highest density of heartbeats yeah do they go to what they think might be the easiest to get to so there's a lot that isn't really explained in yeah. non-synapse behavior but you can guess that if this is underground you're probably not safe 
right? Yeah. Like, because as soon as it goes for the one, it's probably just going to go for the next one as soon as it's done, right? Or maybe this just hides underground until it receives orders. I don't, I don't know about that. Like, I don't know how long the synapse range really is, but if it's making forays into the ground, it's probably losing synapse range very quickly. So it's probably going to be a, as aggressive as possible to pop back up. That's my guess. Like, I don't know how far synapse range is, but if it's trying to hit a target three kilometers away, I'm pretty sure at that point it's out of synapse range already. Yeah. So it, it would have to be a little more aggressive to continue doing what it's designed to do. Yeah. Maybe. yeah. So, yeah. I but think it's that, not stated. I don't yeah. know. That's just my perception of it. I, I think guess. the really big thing with synapse for this one would be, it, yeah, sure, it can detect heartbeats. Sure, it can detect, detect the amount. But with the synapse, like, everything is in constant communication. So it would literally, like, not literally, but it would be able to actually see the, the battle on the top of the the surface as and, long as it was within synapse exactly range, so right. it actually no once again target priority yes but like it is yeah and i agree with you there it's, yeah but chances are good it's going to leave synapse at some point yeah so it has to be able be. to function on its own and i think it would be quite aggressive i i would say so too yeah get out ian you're wrong you know what i'll take that <laughs> <laughs> the toxic green so this thing is so weird yeah the model is pretty cool though yeah uh, a mobile toxic, uh, toxic spore-producing organism capable of creating choking clouds of spores that blast out from its dorsal chimneys. Each cloud is composed of millions of tiny spore organisms that are <laughs> that possess uh, predatory sentience, <laughs> deliberately forcing themselves into the respiratory systems of other tyranid or of non-tyranid organisms. Very cool. So it's got spores that are, are sentient, sentient, sentient choking clouds, and, uh, <laughs> and have an ability to go in a direction that they want. Yeah. Yep. And then when you look at like the actual Don't creature like itself, sentient biochemical warfare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just it's a huge creature, and it's just got a bunch of like tentacles on its mouth for like. Um, it's an incredibly toxic creature. So all those are just lined with toxic. He's just and... typing in Discord, just flaming oh. everybody. Your keyboard warrior. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. We have to ban him. Yes. <laughs> god damn. Uh, yeah. So I guess I don't know. What do you think? Does that if it's outside of synapse, does it constantly just release spores? Yeah, it... I think it'd be in lurk. Like I don't think this is charging enemy lines. I think that would be non-standard behavior because I think this is just as deadly with the spores producing them and just releasing yeah. them, hiding and just releasing spores. And those spores don't hurt tyranids at all. So yeah. it can literally just continue to release spores wherever it is yeah. and cause damage because those spores are just going to yeah. travel. So, so I would say this would definitely be more lurk. No, I think I, I'd be it's it's much less aggressive in its seeking out of yeah. prey for sure. Yeah, yeah, but if anything gets close to it, it will. Of fuck course, them up. Yeah. yeah. Especially because that large, like it's more than happy to handle something that's big sized. Yeah. So. Yeah. Do one of you guys want to read uh, number seven? Trigon. Sure. I'll talk about the Trigon. Right. Trigon. Uh, so the Trigon is a monstrous, a monstrously serpentine creature which tunnels below enemy forces in order to breach their lines in unexpected places. Uh, the tunnels that they place are coated in a glass-like silicate substance, strengthening the tunnel behind them. Yeah. So, so much like the Malwalk, 
Um, the Mawak is more like an individual predator, where this one will dig tunnels for the creatures. Yes, for Tyranid troops to yeah. go through. And that's the this glass-like silicate substance. It even strengthens the tunnels, so there's very little chance of... Um, of Cave collapse, in, sure. yeah. yeah. But uh, apparently, it does this by releasing like electric charges that is built up between its chitin plates. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. This so one has it any... has it has like just normal electrical attacks. But yeah, like they think that's why it it's it does to... that. Sure. That glass, like it's just fusing sure. the ground or whatever. Sure. So it's kind of cool to think Super it's just cool. electrical discharges or melting the the, the yeah. tunnels As that it's takes. going through. Yeah. yeah, and just after a Tyranid battle, you can just find these massive tunnels Oof. going underground and popping up. And it's cool. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's very cool. Uh, they they have a sorry what? I was gonna say the same thing. It's just that they have an adaptation that actually gives them synapse, mm. the Trigon, and uh, then it becomes a prime. The Trigon Prime, yeah. 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 And then I think they can actually also the Trigon Prime has the ability to like um, fire that electrostatic yeah. pulse. Yeah. At, I think at that's more a biomorph. A... I don't know if all think, of them. No, get the it? primes have them the prime, specifically. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. 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 That just shows you like they're two of the exact same creature. Yeah. But one has like that synapse adaptation or biomorph added to it, and it becomes a completely different yeah creature that altogether. Worked. That's right? to deliver forces to the backline and then also provide them with synapse, and maybe that's absolutely deployed with yeah. Molochs or something, so that they never yeah, yeah. like who sure, who sure. knows like they're I think like synapse is really important, so they're going to be doing their best to keep synapse as much as possible on yeah. the battle. Yeah. So yeah. I definitely can see that. Yeah, very cool. They're cool model. You got the horror specs? All horror, uh, horror specs it. This creature was designed to consume biomass at a rapid rate. Its body consists of a massive maw covered in grabby tentacles and tongues that grabby pull tentacles. the... Yes, grabby mm. tentacles. <laughs> uh, that pull the unfortunate into its digestive stomach. However, it is usually deployed in late stage planet digestion yeah they, they have a they seem to have a lot oh. of creatures that are deployed during late stage that are designed to consume biomass yeah so it's interesting it is interesting that they felt the need at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill for multiple species to be created for the task of consuming biomass. Sure. Yeah, there's still like, all right, there's still some resistance on this, or so we need to make sure there's some yeah. Haru specs down there with the rippers and stuff. Yeah, I mean, so. look at him. He looks like he would be pretty good at eating stuff. Yeah. Or, or even just like, uh, so they're, they're, 
they've been prolonged in this war. They're losing biomass. Rippers aren't good enough to go collect biomass. Yeah, because they're too fragile. They're too fragile. So they right. have this one that is big and hulking and survive just small arms fire to go collect yeah. biomass so they can produce keep producing and, i never thought about that yeah it's yeah. it's an so maybe when, it's an when, during a yeah. combat yeah so the way i read late stage it wasn't necessarily like stage 47 of of, of a planet over. being destroyed it was like uh more late in the battle like, prolonged contact yeah of, yeah sure interesting yeah no i like that one a lot actually because yeah. they definitely will need to consume biomass to sustain themselves yeah so. and rippers sometimes won't do the trick if it's still a very heavy battlefield absolutely so yeah. Um, up next, we got the sweet exocrine. I, I'm going to look at a picture here. but All right, I should have so brought it. Yeah. It is uh, nothing more than a living artillery platform. Uh, this creature's brain is so tiny that it struggles to walk and fire its massive back biocannon accurately. But when it remains still, its brain goes into overdrive, allowing the creature to be a much, much deadlier shot. Yeah. So it really can only do one or two things at a time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Either move front leg and then move the next yeah, leg yeah. or fire gun. Yeah. You know? Pea brain. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they used to have like an – oh, that's not That's it. the other one. Yeah. There we go. That's the one that you have, right? Yeah, I should have brought it. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty that's, wild. That's hilarious. It looks like a t- like a what? What are they called? Triceratops, but then with, <laughs> with a with, gun yeah, coming with out of the gun on it. Triceratops, yeah. a slug, and a cannon had yeah. a love child. It's the execrate. <laughs> yeah. But the newer version is pretty cool too. Just fuck, that's a great model. Yeah, that's cool. So what it do is, you think? It's quite excellent. When that's not synapsed, um, what do you think? I think it stops moving entirely. I think and yeah. just blasts. Yeah, sure. Well. Anything it feels that comes into range. Yeah. Do you think it differentiates between Tyranids and non-Tyranids? I don't think it could. Its brain is pretty tiny. If it, can, if it can't move that. and shoot at the same time, I feel like <laughs> target identification would be a challenge. Yeah, yeah, maybe it just lurks then. Just waits. Yeah, maybe it shuts down completely until it's back into Synapse and it has someone help it with that kind of stuff. Maybe they yeah. view it it's too dangerous to be able to yeah. active on its own, so they say, okay, you shut down completely. So. Just conserve energy. Yeah. I, it's I got think, big muscles on it, though. Yeah, they are very muscly. Crawling away. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like moseying around, like, oh. Yeah. No, oh. it's Eeyore. It's the Eeyore of of the Tyranids. <laughs> Nobody likes me. <laughs> I guess I'll go shoot over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next, we have the Tyranifex. Yeah, the Tyrannifex are large battle fortresses that are designed to be able to handle the largest of its foes, like a battle tank, uh, delivering blows with devastating weaponry. Uh, in case a Tyrannifex is ever assaulted up close, it can emit pheromones to help attract allies to come and assist it. That's very cool. I didn't know that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, apparently, like, it it has, like, really good short-ranged uh, weapons, like, guns but apparently once it gets close it i guess it struggles to really defend itself so mm-hmm. it attracts other tyranids to protect it using pheromones I, I like that it's almost like a a mobile version of a hive mind it's mm-hmm. like a come help me you know for some reason that pheromone overrides other tyranids close mm-hmm. to it and causes them to come sure. help and fight off whatever is around it so That's i, cool. I kind of like that yeah i wish that i wish rules. we saw a little more of that yeah that doesn't too. have rules specifically for yeah. that part of the hmm. Hmm. fucking fucking 
AEW. That's yeah, cool though. <laughs> Come up with cool stuff and don't even use it. Yeah. These these have a bunch of interesting like biomorph options that are specific to the Tyran effects as well. Like, uh, yeah, the one pictured here is the rupture cannon, which just like sends like a massive spine through. It can pierce like a land raider or whatever, you know. Yeah. But then they also have like a a bile sprayer that's connected to like its stomach acids yeah. acid and it like <laughs> oh, concentrates okay, yeah, it yeah. and just like throws bile onto enemies and then it also has like an option with its like sixth legs turn into these massive like hives and uh flesh borers like those beetles oh, yeah, that like yeah. dig into your skin will yeah. just like get pushed out of its legs <laughs> and just like fly into everything around it that's so crazy yeah, yeah. it's not a good time yeah, uh, we have the mucoloid spore. Mucolids. Yeah, these large spores operate in large groups. They move quickly in the air and explode once they're close to on enemy targets. Sure, they're just big floating landmines. Yeah, essentially. If you've ever oh, seen, f- I like the tubes coming out of them. They look disgusting. I was, uh, <laughs> I knew there was something wrong with our notes. What? Because you mentioned mucolid spores above. We mentioned mucolid spores here with but, the tyrannocyte, but we also mentioned it in medium. And I was like, I swear I wrote mucolid spore, but I don't remember writing that it's because I wrote the other one. <laughs> so if you've what? ever seen Finding Nemo, there's the scene where there's those like floating bombs in the ocean. Mines? Yeah, they're like, <laughs> I imagine that. Fuck you. <laughs> this is the alien version of that. <laughs> yeah. But what's cool is the I think they're described as even moving like quickly. Yeah. So these are like fast moving yeah. spines. Yeah. Or spores, sorry, that go towards the enemy and then explode with like very lethal. Maybe more force. sentient than their smaller brothers, the spore mines, mm, which yeah. are just like floating waiting nothing. for something. They just like hope that something will walk into yeah, them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, up next we got the biovore. The biovore are sluggish, bloated creatures who Speaking only... Of Me? <laughs> sluggish, bloated? Oh. <laughs> 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 Whose only task is to grow and launch spore mines toward the enemy. It does have one ability, uh, or it does have the ability to grow spore mines inside of its belly. Well, thank God. Now well, it never runs out. Fly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and James, if you could read this line, please. Oh, God. The spores are... Fired by creatures' powerful muscle spasms. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. Oh, thank you, James. I seizured. Oh, <laughs> there it flung it like twelve kilometers. That's how muscles work. Yeah, it's. I'm glad you're on board now. I. You know what? The lore is always right. So, if you have a mantis shrimp, you got a That's you right. got a muscle spasm in this guy's stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all is all is ra- all is rational and true in the lore. <laughs> rational and true. Ooh, yeah, they're cool. They're I'll just come tiny little. Oh, so we we went into the medium category just now. This is the first medium sized creature. So yeah, you know this is probably you know five to ten feet, roughly. These creatures we're going to talk about. He's a, he's a hefty boy still. He's chonky. Oh, he's chonky. Yeah, yeah, thick. Yeah. Damn, Damn boy. boy. <laughs> uh, so the next one we have are hive guards. So they are exclusively territorial and have limited mental capacity, and they're content to stay perfectly motionless and even defend a structure. Yeah. Uh, so they're mildly telepathic. Is there a slide for the hive guard? 
beauty. Uh, so they're mildly telepathic and allows them to see through the eyes of all of the Tyranid organisms and effectively allows them to shoot at targets without seeing it uh, by using an unconscious wealth of incoming tactical and target- targeting information. So it makes so sense. So cool. Yeah, like if if Mark can see something, I can see what Mark is seeing. So even though I can't see it, I can shoot it. Yeah. So it's it's very cool because they effectively get like a three-dimensional go-anywhere view of the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think their uh, their spikes that they shoot out can actually direct themselves to some degree. So it's like they can actually yeah. shoot their around court. Okay. Yeah. Air yeah. quotes. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So this reading how their behavior works, they're definitely much more like defend. Yeah. You know, they're not aggressively going out, but if you come in the range of what they're defending, they will destroy you mm-hmm. very aggressively. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a got very this interesting range combination. Bubble, yeah. And as long as you're not in it, they're not going to bother with exactly. you. Exactly. But as soon as you enter into it, they will hunt you down. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, what yeah. it sounds like they would do yeah. without the synapse. And then, yeah. yeah. Makes sense. Hive guard. Is in the guard. I didn't even think about <laughs> That's it. it. <laughs> it's all wow. coming together, boys. Ooh. All right. So this is going to our next thing that we're talking about are lictors, and I'm pretty sure we've said it a couple times how these are different. Um, so these lictors are creatures that act as specialist scouts and vanguards. They uh, rove ahead of the Tyranid swarm to seek out, locate potential prey. Um, they're masters of stealth and can move swiftly through even the densest terrain without any sound. They are covered in a chameleonic skin that changes color to blend in perfectly with their background. It renders them all but invisible to the naked eye. Like, they have so much going for them. As an individual. Yes, as an individual species of the Tyranid. Yeah, they're one of the most deadly, like, for pound to pound. Mm-hmm. Uh, So they exude a pheromone trail as they locate and hunt their prey, which draws other Tyranids, like, to that. Yeah. Um, So a larger concentration of prey stimulates a stronger pheromone response, so then would bring a larger group of Tyranids to it. So it's, like, directly proportional. Hey, it's this strength of spray, so we need this strength of Tyranids after, right? Um, So they often work without the hive mind, just because of their role as scouts yeah. and vanguard units. Um, so they're highly intelligent creatures uh, capable of many different and varying feats. Yeah. Uh, they can, they definitely have the ability for like target priority on their yeah. own. Yeah. yeah. If they approach a fortress, they know which one's actually the sentry. Yes. And it, to take that one out. Exactly. First. It's very yeah. interesting because like, intelligence isn't something that you typically will associate with a non synapse creature. Yeah. yeah, and that's what, like, the, I think, because people would hear this, oh, it's not a synapse creature, it must go into a, an animalistic tendency when it leaves the hive mind, no. because that the people blanket statement all right. non-synapse creatures like that, Yeah, and this very much shows you that that's wrong, yeah. and that each creature is very different and unique, and so, like, lictors effectively don't need the hive mind to do what they're designed to do, and yeah. if, like, would it what's the benefit of them like being attached to the hive mind they're already intelligent enough to do everything they need to do without yeah. it so yeah. yeah yeah the only beneficial thing is like yeah then the hive mind can basically force it to kill itself sure like, yeah you know like right or make go it be pick- a distraction over here so we can swarm over or here, at like. least can relay that information or something absolutely yeah, yeah. obviously well, there's still be, benefits yeah. Yeah, yeah to be, being linked to the hive mind but it is not 
I would not consider it a less deadly thing at all. No. If it leaves the hive mind. No. Whereas most of these, their behaviors definitely change when it leaves the yeah. hive mind. But this yeah. thing... Yeah, like, they're smart enough to even set up, like, their own traps and ambushes and stuff and, like... Uh, wait like hunt yeah, like, prey and stalk prey yeah like there's stories of them like dragging bodies and like making like uh making <sighs> it look like uh something's happened over here so people will go over there and yeah like actually setting up ambushes and not just yeah. like hiding behind a rock and <laughs> right like yeah. actually setting something up like traps <laughs> like yeah. using our own intelligence against us exactly that's yeah. like a huge yeah. like that's a big difference in a lictor if ever there was a model that needed like didn't match the images like that yeah. thing looks terrifying that thing looks like, <laughs> yeah, a little, little slice, like this creature I think they're up cool. here looks fucking dangerous yeah i want lictors to like get some revamp in the new edition or something they used to be super super effective and they're mm. just like a non-factor in the current game yeah they they very much sound to me like an assassin type role yeah and i would very much like to see some ability where like a lictor can just appear at different portions of the battlefield and you know well but then they, they can also, target things that others can't target and they are super individual like that and act on their own but then they also have this pheromone trail which is like leading the swarm to yeah. to an attack point at the yeah. same time so yeah they're super interesting and uh even when they die they're known to like release like a super burst or whatever right. too so like, like even if you kill it on happened. time you still fuck the Tyranids are coming. Yeah, because yeah, now it's just like a massive beacon yeah. for them. Like, yeah, if something very was good cool. enough to kill a Lictor, there's, <laughs> yeah. there's something over there. So, Yeah, worth going to. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. All right. Now we are on the meiotic spores. So these are large sacks full of bioacid and toxins and contain smaller spore mines within them. Uh, they will explode if any of their sensory inputs are tripped. Mm-hmm. That's fun. Yeah, they seem pretty mindless. Yep. Yeah, I would say they're incredibly mindless. Yeah, I, I feel like the hive mind can like override their sensory trip and just trip them whenever it needs to yeah. or... Yeah, like trick them into thinking that it's time to explode or something. Trick but them into it. I don't know. Like the hive mind trips their sensory yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, trick is I, just a funny word. Like sure. Yeah. yeah. Ha! Got you. <laughs> exactly. On my team. <laughs> you know. Not uh, yeah. But yeah. But I definitely see them. Like this is very much a passive. You know, they're just waiting. Yeah, blowing around with the wind. Yeah, waiting for something to trip them, yeah. and then boom. So. Yeah. Boom. Okay. Is this the third time yes. we've done no. the mucolid? No, the mucolid, this is the one I wrote. Oh. It's okay. Next is the, the ravener. Raveners are kind of like, uh, similar to a trigon, they're a serpentine creature uh, adapted for fast assaults, surprise raids, and swift pursuits. They're capable of burrowing through the ground uh, for long distances. They have highly sensitive auditory and visual senses that, that can detect a broad range of vibrations and energy bands, allowing them to hear small tremors on a planet's surface and also giving them the unique ability to see energy forms emitted by Vox transmissions, sensor stealth technology, and even teleport homers. Yeah, pretty wild. It's weird that some of these creatures like change the way they track. Like They're both burrowing creatures, but they mm. like cover whole breadth of tactics yeah, like, by doing that yeah like do you 
do you not have a heartbeat for some reason? Right. Like, we'll send this one, right? Like, <laughs> well, because, like, Mechanicum or something. Yeah, absolutely. Tent, you know, yeah. 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 Do you not sure. give off any heat because you're, like, a perfectly adapted to survive in a cold environment? Like, let's send There's a, a nid for type. that. Yeah, exactly. There's always a nid There's for that. Nid. That's what's yeah. really, I really like about the Tyranid race is just that they've evolved to develop something for everything. Yeah. So. Cool. Pyrovore. Pyrovore's body is a complex array of bladders, stomachs, driven by the instinctive need to feed with a deadly maw dripping with corrosive acids strong enough to break down flesh, bone, and armor into smoldering mucus. (laughs) Smoldering mucus. Yes, sir. All right. (laughs) They are often found on the battlefields, feasting on the dead and wounded, and can even devour metals and rocks, pre-digesting the biomass for the hive fleet's eventual absorption. So shape-wise, very similar to exocrines. It's like a mini yeah. exocrine. The yeah. same kit that a biovore, or, or it once was, I think. Yeah. They're sure. like pretty yeah. much yeah. the same. But it's that mass. It's a big gun on its back and yeah. just a big beast. Yeah, but its purpose is definitely different. Very like different. It, it yeah. goes around and just digests things and then shoots acid at things. It's just to throwing digest. up on people. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. Nice. Just getting everything ready. Yeah, it's just for like dinner. Pre-eating. Pre-eating. He's, I, he's baby birding the hive. We all, <laughs> we all do it. I know. I spit on my food before I eat it. I've Thank seen Eric do dinner. it. <laughs> yeah, you were just breaking it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hive guard or nope, tyrant guard. Ooh, so tyrant guard. A species of tyranid spawn for the sole purpose of defending a hive tyrant from harm, covered in thick chitin plates. The glow up from old edition to new edition is strong with these ones as well. What's old and what's new? Wait, let me guess. Yes, let me yeah. guess. That is new and that is old. Yeah. Right. Huh? You're right. Ooh, wow. That was close. I, the swords in the hands almost got me. Because mm. the claws, I think, is way more common. Way more buggy. Yeah, it's yeah. much like it's exactly what you'd find on a Carnifex. True. But the armor plates on that one just look so much more detailed. Yeah. So I picked that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, tyrant guards are amongst the dimmest of tyranid creatures, on par with many of the smaller Gaunt's genus, creatures of intellect. This seems to be a deliberate evolution of the hive mind in creating a lumbering, heavily defended, and utterly loyal bodyguard with no sense of personal safety, only the continued survival of its master, often blocking attacks with their body. They are a little more than living shields. Yeah, they're just covered in chitin, and they just get in the way of... Yep, they're like just just a walking shield <laughs> yeah. for the big boy. Yeah, so obviously uh, a hive tyrant is yeah. a synapse creature. Yeah. So most likely they're always going to be around it. Yeah. So what do you think happens if that hive tyrant dies? So we actually know for these ones. Should their synapse... Ha- I don't know if you were setting that up intentionally. I- he was. Okay. <laughs> Should the synapse handler be killed, they go berserk, Eric. <laughs> you bitch. Brutally stampeded down the marauders to prevent the knowledge. This is cool. To prevent the knowledge of how to kill a hive tyrant from being passed on. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, that's sick. Yeah. That's- how dare you? And they just you will not read. Is that what Tyranids sound like to you? Yeah. Sure. Well, I always pick up. How when, dare you? When I connect to the you hive son mind. of a bitch. You yeah. son of a I'm going <laughs> to get you and prevent the knowledge of ever being passed on. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. No, that's very cool. Yeah. I like the. They look very lumbering. 
Yeah, I. Which one? The well, yeah, the lithe, <laughs> spidery-looking one. No, this the high, the tyrant guard. Yeah, man, like I was Very talking cool. to Mark earlier about how uh, a tyranid army to me is like a collector's army. Like yes. there's, it's the army that I want everything of, and I want just a massive yeah. high fleet. Like this, in the same way that I treat Necron, such a huge like, model range too. Yeah, there's I don't lot. like if I were to collect really Tau, big. I don't want to collect every single thing. I want to build a very specific theme for sure. like my Sept world or whatever. But this, like Tyranids, just everything is so good, and and everything is so unique, and everything functions so particularly. That it feels like a an injustice to not <laughs> an injustice oh, to not collect everything. everything. Yeah, yeah like you have to you have to have your hive tyrant, but you have to have your tyrant guard around it, yeah. right? You have to have your trigon prime with your trigons, and you need your gaunts that are going to be running through with them, and ah, just ah, I love ah. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and like no matter what your lore is you can basically fit in that you'd have one of everything so you can of course manage yeah, as, every situation right? as long as you are a functioning hive fleet with a dominatrix and a norn queen hmm. right like you can effectively say i have every single thing yep available to you exactly yeah. yeah and no one can be like oh you don't have permission from the inquisition to use that weapon <laughs> that doesn't make any sense yeah <laughs> wow. Is that well, how you i don't know why you talk people? like that you're that guy <laughs> this That's is why i sound like this is why i played tyranids for so long uh, you didn't have to care about the lore that's <laughs> right that's not what it is no that is oh <laughs> 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 shit venomthropes <laughs> venomthropes are dripping with poisonous poisons that float across the battlefield via gas-filled bladders while emitting a lethal gas (laughs) (laughs) that will ultimately kill a world's indigenous life and ruin its soil and atmosphere beyond habitable levels until the world is only fit for consumption by the hive fleet. my god. That's Uh, nice. Just airing a room out (laughs) on a planetary scale. Whew! So the poisonous haze that is created by the Venomthropes is equally dangerous for the living as it is just for, like, the surrounding planet yeah. life. Uh, even the most conventional power, like, armors provide no lasting perfection from being turned into a sludge of biomass. So it just it's, it's eating away. Even space yeah. marines in their power armor with their environmentally sealed suits yeah. will eventually be killed by this. Yeah. I think these guys are definitely more lurk. Yeah. Oh yeah, they would. They're more just concerned with spreading their poison everywhere, avoiding people. Yeah, Yeah, because there's no need for it to be exactly. They're gonna win in the end. And interestingly enough, too, like these guys, the Tyranids are not affected by this cloud. Obviously, Uh, and and they actually use it to hide. Like they use it as like a camouflage system as well. Yeah, or even if like they're being chased, they would run into this cloud to uh, like let make it so their attackers can't. What are you going to do? Them? Pursue yeah, me? Exactly. You know? Come and die if you want. Yeah. Okay. Very, very cool. So we're moving into the small creature category. So this is um, basically, you know, one to five feet. Wow. Oh, the pixels are. The pixels As are the creatures real. get smaller, the pixels get <laughs> <Sure>. bigger. <laughs> Perfect. Enhance. Enhance. Eyeball. Oh, that's a head. He's getting, <laughs> getting poked out. Oh, dear. You just got to oh, yeah. take a step back yeah, for a minute and, and just take a look at it. No, no. I just I just thought that was like rocks oh, or something. Oh, now it makes sense. Oh. The pixels look good from over there. Maybe, maybe the viewers can also actually interpret the... Uh, 
image. Yeah, I don't <laughs> Probably not. It. But either way, for two dollars, you can go find out. Oh my god, get over here! <laughs> <laughs> Cortex Sorry. leech is the first one we're going to talk about, and it's a small tyrannid creature with long feelers coming out of their body. Feelers, feelers, yeah. feelings. Can you feel that, Mr. Krabs? It's emotional. <laughs> That's the damage these guys oh, cause. No. It's all emotional. <laughs> they hop on your face and whisper in your ear. She your never mo- loved you. <laughs> your mother slept with another man. Oh! <laughs> You're the son of the milkman. Oh! You've never known your father. Oh, no. I feel it. It's all psychological. <laughs> so, so they leap onto the heads and faces of their victims and insert these feelers into their eyes, noses, and ears. Mm. I don't like that. So their feelers then travel to the brain where they begin to control the host and they create uh, a puppet for the hive mind. So <laughs> as long as these things are in synapse range to be synapsed, yeah. this the creature that they're feelering. Yeah is now a puppet for the hive mind and they can control it. I'd love Ooh. models for this. Let's like, get rules. Be, that like, guardsmen, so cool, right? like guardsmen with these things covering their faces. No, no, no. Like these, if you get them up close, they'll take over something. That would the be enemy. awesome. So it's not an actual, like, yeah, you're putting down guardsmen. Like, but that would also be cool. Even if it was like... Uh, In the same way that we did the, the mind scarabs for Necron. Oh, sure, sure. You right. could do I that see, with this. I, I see put what Put these you're on saying. Tau, you know, put these yes. on everything. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a cool conversion army. Thanks. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. That'd be really cool. It. Oh, yeah. But that would t- be so sick. Yeah. Because yeah. then, yeah, you got Tau with these little things on them. Yeah, and they're fighting together. show up to a tournament. I play Tyranids. It's just <laughs> <Put> down- <laughs> riptides with these things <laughs> all over. <laughs> Here's my Tyranid army. Opens Oh, my up. God. That's perfect. I played Nids and Tau, so I should definitely do this conversion. Yeah, this, would be, this would be awesome. Yeah. yeah but. Eyeballs poked out of all of my breachers. <laughs> How do they see the hive the, mind. Yeah, the hive oh, mind. Oh, yeah. that actually works. <laughs> right. It always that works. works. The lore always is right. rational oh. and right. <laughs> it's <laughs> true and rational. <laughs> they are dim-witted, but make up for this by their large numbers in a brood. Preferred to over... Oh, sorry. That's... They're feelers. We've done that one. Yeah, okay. yeah. No, we're on Gaunts now. Okay, Gaunts. Good old Gaunts. Gaunts. Gaunts ghosts. Uh, mm-hmm. Gaunts are one of the most variable species of Tyranids. Some are born with ranged weapons, other melee, and some even have wings. Yeah. A great biomorph uh, <laughs> to fly across battlefields. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, great. Are those really Gaunts? Well, uh, well, they're gargoyles, but yeah. Gaunt, they're, that, that's an adaptation oh, from Gaunts, okay. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Eric, do you know your own stuff? God, don't you even 40K, bro? Yeah. They're dim-witted, <laughs> but they make Wings. up for this by large numbers in a brood. Uh, they prefer to overwhelm enemies with a chittering mass of bodies. Yeah, yeah, they just swarm you. Yeah, this but, is this is like termagants have like yeah. the guns. They have they even that has like four or five different variations of the guns that they'll be spawned yeah. with. Hormagants. Yeah, are the little mealy scything guys, and then gargoyles. They're all the same gaunt kind of adaptations yeah it's like all built out of the same template yeah, yeah. They're, they're still big though they're like being attacked by like a three foot tall dog right this like, is like even though they yeah. swarm you it's it's a massive oh yeah yeah, yeah. And, the scale yeah. of everything in 40k is just bumped up a little bit yeah maybe even four feet tall like they're still fucking big yeah, they're, they're pretty big large. yeah yeah but this is like like how do you think these gaunts act in no synapse what, what do you what do you think 
It depends on the specific adaption, like the flying ones. What do you I think? Know, I think all of them are going to still lurk. Like, I think that the flying ones will go land and hide somewhere. I think all of them will lurk. Do you think there ever gets a point where... Because these like to operate in groups, right? They say that. um, Large numbers in a brood. Yeah. Do you think it ever gets to the point where if their number is large enough in the brood, they might change their behaviors? I I 100% think that, for sure. So, like, if it's 1, 2, you know, 20, 30, yes, they lurk, they're hiding. But if there's a group of 10,000 of these without a synapse creature, they just turn into a stampede. Yeah. Sure. They'll just rampage. Just going to what? Whatever's closest, and they just attack, attack. 100%. I can see that. You can even say that, like, their base instincts change depending on circumstance outside the synapse. Sure. So. Yeah. Rippers. 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 The largest model in my army. Uh, (laughs) Rippers are small and have a similar shape to maggots. Their main function is to devour all material on a planet, collecting the biomass for the Tyranid race. Yup, that's... That about describes it. Uh, so these are the most numerous of any Tyranid species and can be very dangerous in large groups, but they are completely mindless and they will die if not synapsed to the hive mind. Hmm. So it kind of, there's kind of two competing thoughts and I I don't think you can really reconcile how they work. Okay. Um. So that's like a 5th edition codex description of them. Okay. And then in a different book called Death Watch Mark of the Xenos, they're described as uh, rippers can actually burrow underground. Yeah. And then be born into any kind of tyrannid creature they desire. So That seems very contradictory to what we know. It's like they're supposed to be from like the observations of a Magos biologist. He just lied. That's all. It's yeah. sure, but so <laughs> they conclude that like with the right instructions from the hive mind, you know, once the synapse leaves, these things will burrow, um, and then grow into any kind of tyrannid creature. Yeah. So you want a Carnifex? <laughs> sure. You want That's a great. Tyrannocyte? Sure. Like sure. anything that you want, apparently they grow into. So I think those are two pretty competing very uh, attitudes. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think either one's right. Because even the whole if they're syn- not synapse, they will die. Like, I don't think so. I think they just gorge themselves. That's how they die. Is they maybe they do? Yeah, maybe they do. Uh, their stomachs I, explode. I definitely maybe. see. Yeah, maybe they do. I but. definitely see the need for a synapse for them. Uh, they're they're designed to collect biomass, yeah, yeah. which means like you don't need a lot of sensors. Like you don't need big brain function to do that. Like you're probably yeah. only a big stomach sack with teeth that can like break down material right right and maybe some tiny muscles that can move your limbs or whatever so and we don't even know if like the node jewel or whatever to receive the synapse signal is a brain right like it maybe it's just like a little thing right like that they put in or not yeah and so like maybe it just does die if there's no synapse because it doesn't have brain function to tell it to continue going yeah, th- this one's a little tough, especially, like, I-, I also think those are two very crazy statements. Yeah, yeah they're, like, like they're polar very, opposites. Yeah, but and they're also very unique. Like, I've never, like, no Tyranid can ever turn into another Tyranid. That's, yeah, right. that's something yeah. that's and always only, seemed like an impossibility. And, and almost all Tyranid creatures can't even reproduce with themselves Absolutely, either, yeah. So. I think only gene stealers 
Yeah, and even them, I don't think they reproduce with other genes. They, they need a Xenos race right, to they're impregnate. They're like implanting their lineage. Yeah, like I, I thought you had to have like a Norn Queen. Maybe a Turvagon can do something. Yeah. Well, even a tur- Turvagon is like genetically coded to be only able to birth gaunts. Yeah, but even at that point, like, is yeah. it birthing them or is it taking them from the Norn Queen? And, and Actually, that's true. Yeah, yeah. so because we talked about sack, that last time. carrying sack. Yeah, yeah. So the I think those are two really interesting ways to describe rippers. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. That's that's crazy. Um, so that source was Deathmark or Deathwatch Mark of the Xenos. Yeah, which is like a third party thing. Is it Fantasy Flight? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're, Fantasy they're, Flight is pretty good for the most part. pretty good, but like... Every once in a while, sure. Like, it's not Games Workshop official. It's just yeah. licensed by Games Workshop, yeah, like, so... I don't never, know. It never came out in an old codex. Like, you know, it's just... Yeah. And that and the whole dying if they're not mindless, or sorry, dying if they're not synapsed, is 5th edition. So it's not as early as I've seen some things sure. that are still considered canon. Right. But it's yeah. also not the most recent iteration of of how rippers act either so yeah i don't know i think I th- you could really like go either way on that one i think personally i have to take the dying at face value thing edition? because you could just say so much can happen with the tyranids if you know like strategically they could pull synapse to burrow a whole horde of rippers and just pop them up as carnifexes like yeah. a week later right or hierophants like that's what i mean it's just <laughs> yeah. it's right? seemed, you know because the, the, the hive mind could like why couldn't it pull synapse strategically absolutely so it totally has yes. that capability it, it yeah. sets to like just the spawn rule. something on a planet go burrow prepare yourself to be hierophants we're right. leaving there's and no they, way and that's what they abandon do. that front for whatever how long it takes 50 years for them to grow yeah. and they go conquer other parts of the planet while they're doing this and right. just fucking 10 hierophants like if tyranids had that capability it would be written about a yeah. lot more i think you would yeah. see it more often yeah. I, I agree i, I yeah. think that games workshop not that it's not kind cool of over it. but it's not accurate i think to what's yeah. written about the nids yeah. yeah yeah but it was there so i figured out yeah, yeah. it's in. cool it's, it's cool, cool to think th- about yeah. for sure yeah uh uh the last of the small creatures we have spore mines so small mindless sacks <laughs> that float across <laughs> the battlefield filled with do you not like the pixelization? <laughs> Filled with acid, poison, or gas. When triggered, uh, is... they will explode, releasing their payload on whoever ventured too close. Actually, mm. just a JPEG of some nuts at. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. I mean, mine ready to there, release their I mean, payload. Which one is mine? It's that one. The purple that one. That is it. <laughs> I've seen it before. <laughs> Um, it's a nightmare. The, you have to get the vice to make them that color, though. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. ah. So we only have a couple more uh, to go through now, but these are all like considered very tiny, yeah, tiny these little are like species. Actual bug-sized creatures. Yeah. And- or parasites, even. Some of yeah. them aren't even... They don't even have physical presences that we'll yeah. get into. Yeah. So uh, let's go to the flesh borer beetle. So they live in hives, uh, such as the flesh borer rifle carried by you know some species of tyranids. The beetles lay eggs, which hatch and mature at a very rapid pace. Yeah. They lay in a semi-dormant state in the hive until they are shot out by an electrochemical shock activated by a neural impulse of the wielder of the hive. Hive is in, like, some hive that's living on yeah. your body. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, the guns are typically called flesh borer hives or some kind yeah. of thing like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's just it's a part of their body, yeah. right? These hives are sustaining themselves based on like whatever nutrients are coming from their host body and everything. Yeah. So. The one one interesting thing about these guys is they actually these are one of the few ones that actually do have the ability to lay eggs, hatch and reproduce outside um, outside of like northern queens yeah um yeah uh but yeah so the beetles then fly at a target and upon impact will start to burrow furiously expending all their life energy in the process so they get shot out they just burrow for a couple S- seconds super it's excruciating super pain tick to be super burrowed tick. into yeah because i imagine these would i don't know how big they'd be but maybe like the size of your fist yeah, I imagine I imagine them to that be like so big in the size of your palm, maybe you know, like yeah. this is like a four oh, inch beetle. I was thinking beetle. like a big bumblebee, like the size of your thumb. Hmm. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I mean we have no fucking clue. If actually, one flesh bore beetle the size of my fist, I'm dead. Oh well, yes, I, but <laughs> there are. Uh, different weapon profiles that use flesh borers, though, so you could argue that there's mm. bigger and smaller flesh borers sure, yeah. that have incubated for longer in the hive. Interesting, yeah. Because, yeah, like, a termogon has a flesh borer gun that's going to be small, sure. but the Tyrannifex has the massive flesh borer hive, and they actually have, like, armor penetration in, oh, in the profile. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, that so, depending on who's firing it, the size of the beetle would be quite different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, flesh worms. So these worms are actually malformed ripper larvae. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, I thought this was a very interesting thing because you don't normally see like a... Error in yeah, production. Error. Yeah. Uh, so they nest in a hive symbiotically attached to a host body, very similar to the what the flesh borer beetle does. Mm. And they feed on that body before changing into the worm and being fired from a weapon. Yeah. Uh, and then the fired worms are parasites with black, shiny heads. And nice. when they hit, they begin to burrow into flesh, eating their way to the victim's brain. That's nice. That's what we like. It's good good time stuff. I wonder right. if these flesh worms are produced when a ripper is, like, somehow birthed outside of Synapse. Hmm. Oh, well, wouldn't they only be birthed from Norn Queens? And Norn Queens are Synapse Are always creatures? in Synapse? Yeah. They're just Synapse creatures. That's so. true, I guess, eh? Never mind. There isn't a Norn Queen model ever, right? No, unfortunately no. there isn't. The closest they've come to is the uh, Domin- Dominatrix, yeah. yeah, which has a Norn Queen inside of it, but you don't actually... Is there a model for the Dominatrix? Yeah, for like uh, Titanicus or oh. Epic, I guess. Oh, yeah, I think it's so Epic. Be, forever yeah, ago. Now. Or it was called then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Epic. Uh, yeah. To make one. One will be sold. <laughs> I, I want to see it. Uh, I want to touch it. So one of the other ones we have is pathogenesis. <laughs> so this is more of a virus than it is a creature. Um, and the pathogenesis resides within a body and causes the body to explode <laughs> with mutations. So That's um, fun. You know how like you put... Um, uh, what are those like spines that create... They generate the bioelectricity and they cause them to be a shock. What are those called? Shock spines? Sure. Like the trigon thing? Yeah. Uh, it's like a bioelectric rattle or something. Whatever it is, like <laughs> if that biomorph inhabits a body and then this pathogenesis is also in that body, it just ramps up what that biomorph is capable of doing. Oh, okay. It just it sure. causes it to go to grow bigger, to get stronger, to shoot farther, generate more electricity. Mm. Same with uh, like musculature structures. Like, mm. hey, a carnifex can normally run this fast, but with pathogenesis, 
its muscles are twice as dense and yeah. much stronger mm-hmm. and better. So any, Where, where's this in the rules? That's this is a really cool. new relic that you take in Blood of Ball. Oh, okay. That's okay. what pathogenesis is from. Sweet. Yeah, it's very interesting, but it just causes your body to explode with mutated power. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, very cool. I like to think, though, that it doesn't work perfectly because it takes so much energy to do this that the whatever you're doing it on is just done. Hmm. Like right, it like goes exploding. like super mode and then... Yeah, it's like you've hit Super Saiyan 9 and then all of a sudden you've destroyed your own body. Super sure. 9? Yeah. Get out of here. Uh, but it, it does everything, too. Even, like, um, <laughs> if it has a flesh bore beetle gun, yeah. it will also infect the flesh bore beetles inside, and it causes yeah. them to be stronger, fire faster, more armor penetration. Everything that's in the body, yeah. this pathogenesis is affecting. Now, can the pathogenesis infect non-tyranid things? Not that I'm aware of, no. Um, yeah, like, why would it? Well, okay, so it can spread itself. Once it has mutated its host, um, and it rides along like the currents of electricity given off by its host, or along the ammunition it fires. Hmm. But, like, so maybe, yes, it does, it can travel to like a human, but I don't see it giving any kind of benefit to a human. The human might be a carrier, but it's not. uh, Yeah, I don't even see it attacking the human. It's more just like, hey, if it comes into contact with another Tyranid, now it's going to boost that thing's... Sure. Um, It would just die out if it's not attaching to a Tyranid organism. It's just a guess at that point. It doesn't describe it Of course, yeah, it's just speculative. Yeah. Cool. But I love this. also triggered a mutation, but it would just blow them up or something, because it's like, I have like 20 extra arms. (laughs) Yeah, I love the. Or your one, your arm just gets huge, and you're dragging around a giant arm, but it's like, but it's not really helpful. <laughs> it's like Akira. Yeah, all of a sudden <laughs> I have a twenty pound arm. What do yeah. I do with that? <laughs> but yeah, I I really liked this pathogenesis and reading about it. Very it, cool. It was very. It cool. even just shows like that, like that's a virus. Like Tyranids have all crazy life forms. Like yeah, like they have a massive yeah. hive. This is like a new species like for them. Just the tiniest little virus or spores that like invade your lungs. Like, yeah, it's just all wild. Uh, and then we'll also do the venom thorn parasite. Yeah. Who? Someone else want to read? This organism. Word, sure. I'll do a word. You do a word. <laughs> Best. Yes. Yeah. Latches. Onto. Ah. Tuned. Bad. Already has a stranglehold. Thorn. Or. It, it's already gone. Yeah, <laughs> this, already you gone. guys lasted like eight words. It's hard. We're not Eric. hive mind. <laughs> uh, so it latches onto a tyranid that already, already has a stranglethorn cannon or venom cannon biomorph. It sends itself in, or yeah, it sends itself into both the weapon and the host, creating a much stronger link between them than before. In battle, the parasite controls uh, takes control of the host and the cannon and sends the weapon into overdrive, causing of as much damage as possible until the threat is dead. Very similar to uh, the pathogenesis. It kind of enhances things, but... It does, but the difference is that this Venonthorn Parasite takes control of the host. That's kind of cool, it yeah. It overrides the host's sure. ability to choose, whereas right. the pathogenesis right. just enhances your sure. ability to do stuff. Sure. But yeah, it's pretty cool. It definitely has a similarity. Enhancements. Yeah, it is very cool. I just lo- I loved the thought of 
tyranid parasites. And yeah. I think they, whoever wrote the Blood of Ball mm-hmm. um, Psychic Awakening book also seemed to really like it. There's even another one that we didn't include because it uh, seems like a synapse parasite. Mm-hmm. It's the crown that goes into someone's skull. Yeah. Enhances their ability to use psychic powers and stuff. But it's yeah. they seem yeah. to very much be going down the route of tiny little things that really affect these large things in drastic ways. Yeah, like, tyrants are just so dangerous when you really think about them. Like, how do you compete against any of this shit? Like, especially when you start getting into the virus territory. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Especially if their muscles can just fire things it's it almost <laughs> baffles in, understanding incredible <laughs> yeah. I don't, how does that work i don't know i don't know <laughs> <laughs> love it Whew. and the last creature we're going to talk about is the scatafagoid 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 yeah you know you can enunciate whichever syllable you want scatafagoid <laughs> Scatophagoids are beetle-sized organisms that inhabit the bioship specifically. Uh, their sole purpose is to clean the respiratory tracts and recycle organic material that they find. So they are <laughs> just janitors. janitor bugs. Janitor bugs. I love well, it. How did they find out about this one? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I guess Maybe you can... Maybe a hive ship crashed. Right. Yeah. And they went through and like... Oh, this looks like a distinct organism that is cleaning its respiratory system. Well, the Magos Biologus, like, that's what their sole purpose is, just, like, dissect things. And sure. Xenos Magos Biologus, is that what it's? Yeah. Don't yell. So, okay. <laughs> I mean, you can imagine, like, some, you know, they, they encounter a bioship and there's some kind of infiltration sent to it. And, you know, maybe they're just Swimming these little beetles that its, just kind of, like, oh, you know, they just skitter vessels. across the floor. But they're not, like, <laughs> coming to attack you. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, they're pretty cool. But yeah, yeah. little tiny, little tiny parasite little, little janitors. Beetles. Yeah. So that's all the creatures. Um, Tyranids are constantly making new ones. Um, yeah. Some are being like abandoned. But yeah, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of info. It's a lot of stuff. It, there's <laughs> yeah. It, it's I like thinking of what happens when like the Tyranids don't get synapse. Like yeah. how do they act? What does that mean? Is it really better to keep the synapse? And so. Yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't make sense that it would ever be better for the synapse to be around to me, but to not be around? Probably not, yeah. Yeah, the synapse. I'm sure are... I could come up with a very specific scenario. Yeah. For one person, maybe exactly. it might be. Yeah. But like as a general fight, there's no reason why you'd want the synapse to not be around. Yes. Yeah. But or to be around, sorry. Definitely once you have killed a synapse creature, your fight is still not done. Yeah, your fight has really like just begun because now you have to go against things that have lost the ability to make rational decisions, and <laughs> oh. now they're just acting based on their instincts, and that yeah can be just as dangerous. So, I think that's what we're trying to communicate: is that you know shoot the big ones first, and but then, then you still have really to shoot really focus else. on the small ones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't just wither away and die yeah yeah contrary Um, to what the books say contrary yeah very contrary (laughs) so the big question is what happens when tyranids are abandoned on a planet and left by themselves with no synapse creatures around like there we have an example like of uh during the battle of craig they leave a bunch of creatures on the planet um and they end up just like creating like little bands of predators really depending on what it is like 
old one eye was one of these creatures that just went on rampages and stuff but yeah like some of these creatures it'd be it's very interesting to think like what actually would happen would they eventually become like natural wildlife like, oh yeah like i know most of them can't reproduce but just imagine flesh borer hives they can um just an infestation of flesh borers on a planet yeah right from a leftover well, you have to, invasion like don't flesh borers need that stimulus in order to shoot out they have to be shot out by an electrochemical shock activated by a neural impulse yeah because they without that they lay in a semi-dormant state yeah but so yeah i'm wondering like def maybe they would inhabit the island the planet or whatever but are they as dangerous what as if being a, shot out of a, a gun what if there's a thunderstorm and they all wake up <laughs> that you know, would be crazy you, it just yeah. each hive is just a grenade waiting to yeah be hit by all a of a sudden and... there's like a massive swarm of bugs and they're like what the fuck <laughs> Wait, i thought it was just a regular it's lightning just raining now they're sure but then they <laughs> just go straight in one direction and then burrow until they die yeah. right yeah but, but, they, but there definitely would be things that would change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like uh, like even if those rippers could actually form up and like change into creatures, like that'd be pretty wild. I don't think that's how it works, but you could have like... How would it choose? <laughs> well, the hive mind has to give it an instruction apparently before sure. it leaves. Yeah. It does state that. It says right. the hive mind makes the decision and then it leaves yeah. and then they burrow and turn into something. Yeah. But even just, like, you know, thousand termagants, like, abandoned on a planet, like, what do they end up doing? They just go around, like... Un they a, just keep killing everything until they're yeah, all and, dead. Yeah, like, feeding, and... Yeah, we don't know how, like, long a Tyranid lasts for. Like, right. they could survive 20 years. They might yeah. maybe even be immortal to, to some degree. Yeah, know, as like, long as they have a way to replenish energy stores yeah. and, right. like, which does, ones I always have... get I always get confused about that because it seems to me, like... The hive mind doesn't typically give things the ability to like. What about those ones that fly that were hollow? I forgot what they were called. Harpies. But yeah, yeah, like that can't have a stomach if it's hollow. Right. <laughs> so that thing is just yeah. gonna yes. fight until it dies. I, yeah. Absolutely. But it's there, there eating. are some tyranid species that actually do have stomachs and actually sure. have digestion yes. tracts. So are those right. ones able to survive perhaps indefinitely? Like, yeah, interesting. What's well, the like, rate of their yeah. like organism half life? And... But do they have a way of actually converting them into energy, yeah. or is it just that they can like uh, you know compost? <laughs> like break things down sure yeah sure. and just poop it out the other side yeah. ready for someone else to actually absorb the way i kind of think of tyranids is that each organism is like created with like an, a calorie expenditure right mm. and they just like once they've burned through that then they just kind of like shrivel up into sure. like a little crustacean and <laughs> dry out in the sun you know that that's always the impression i got too for except sure. for maybe like gene stealers right there's but, exceptions yeah. but, but other than other than that that's the impression i well, get too is like they're, they're just there for yeah. Lictors have to be able to survive for extended periods on their own. So do yeah. any of their drone ships? Yeah. You know, right. they might they well, might like, never go back to the hive mind, so how do they continue to sustain themselves? Yeah. And... Almost all tyranid creatures have mouths, so and what's the point if it's not for eating? Well, yeah, like, I just like, don't know if it's ever it's not like a particularly good weapon compared to what they could put there. So like I don't know, I think a termagant I think it does have the ability to eat and feed and like my thing get is more calories to survive my thing is they're so specific with the biomorphs that they describe that yeah. like they would probably tell you if there's a stomach in i just consider it as all of them have it i just feel like though, unless explicitly said not i guess yeah i just feel like teeth and claws why would they make biomorph? a tyranid that burns out 
so it's like gaunt lasts a hundred days and then it's just right. dead or you could give it a stomach and now it can last like yeah that's but typically that's totally the way, too, when you're yeah. using a gaunt is you're just firing them at things so like not what's all the, the time point? with the hive mind though you might you might come against a wall and gaunts the hive mind knows aren't going to do anything but they've already birthed them all they're not just going to throw them against the wall because no you'd eat them again something would eat but them. May, yeah maybe it's more energy efficient to produce them without a stomach to sustain themselves like it's, yeah. maybe it's cheaper to produce another gaunt than it is to include that sure sure i don't we don't know i, I know what you're saying for i sure. just always get the impression they fire them off they're gonna die anyway because that's their point and then yeah, they yeah. just get re-eaten yeah yeah definitely they, the, yeah the biomass of a tyranid is still biomass to the tyranids it's all recyclable yeah I, yeah the only thing Three. i ha- have with that is like they, they have to be so like energy efficient because like i don't know transportation f- from a plane or from the ship down to the planet then to where they need to be could take a couple days i don't yeah. know like and then they get to the battlefield and they're already drained and they're hungry and they're not useful i, yeah. I don't know i mean and we don't know how long that like we longevity don't is right yeah. like they could dry out after 20 years but we have no idea yeah I like to think that they do have the ability to eat and kind of re. Um, it would be sick if they could become natural wildlife planet or something. Yeah, I, I like that. I could, I see it happening, but eventually it will die out because none of them have the ability to reproduce. Right, but like, there could be a plague on the planet for like twenty Until years. Until you scour that one like massive stampede of gaunts. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and it's open for interpretation. Oh yeah. Okay. Good talk. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely think the like what would happen to a planet if like synapse all of a sudden left. It all depends on what's on there. We, sure, we've been going through all of these and saying like, all right, passive or aggressive behaviors, passive or aggressive. If all you've left on there are things that per, like primarily participate in passive uh, behaviors, are you really going to notice it? Right. Like, yeah, if a venom thrope is on your planet. You're gonna notice that eventually, right? <laughs> but if five gaunts are on your planet and yeah, their that, primary behavior know. is to just lurk, yeah, you'll yeah. never see them. No, but if there's ten thousand left on a planet and they just happen to be in, inhabiting that forest and you can't deal with ten thousand gaunts, yeah, well, you've lost that forest. Yeah, exactly. But, so yeah. I think it it all comes down to the individual species that sure. has been created. Okay, well, back to the top of the list. We'll yeah. go through them all. Alright, so what happens if you included this and this and this no, we're just, on a planet? We're literally just list building. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I think that you just, it's a matter of luck for sure. that planet. Like, sure. Are they lucky enough to only get Gaunts on, or is there a Hierophant left on their planet, <laughs> yeah. you know? Like, yep. So, yeah. Pick your poison at that mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, that one. I mean, you can't really have a solid answer. No, no. It's just (laughs) speculative. But it's nice to see, like, what... Because James definitely really likes that they just are one-off things. They have a battery, and when the battery dies, it's done. There's not a lot of longevity to it, but... I think they're both really cool, either way. Yeah. Each is just as scary as the next, (laughs) really. absolutely. (laughs) Okay, we got a couple of questions from our Discord people that were rattled off real quick. There's five... Questions? The answer is yes, no, yes, maybe, and only on Tuesdays. And okay, that's done. You're welcome. Don't forget to subscribe so, to the Patreon. <laughs> uh, DM Bender asks, why don't their big bioships land on planets to help assault? I think just gravity and stuff you can't. 
it would take way too much energy for them to try and clear an atmosphere and yeah it's just they're not designed for it or yeah they might get crushed when they land just their own weight would yeah like sure pull them down into mush yeah, yeah exactly very possible yeah uh, how do they prioritize prioritize which worlds they attack? There's a couple ways they do that, actually. Sure. One is gene stealers. Yeah, that's a big way. Uh, one is just narvals. Sure, like, whatever they latch on to. Yeah. Uh, they also have drones, ships that go out yep. and seek out different um, planets that yep. they think are good. And the other could just be a hive mind decides, like, we need to scour all life in this sector so there's nothing behind us or anything. Yep. So. They've yeah. also and, talked about, like... Pre- Sometimes the hive mind gets vengeful. For yeah, some absolutely. Like, a, yeah, that is a crazy thing too. Is like a vengeful, spiteful hive mind. Yeah, That's, I love that idea. No, nope, no, thank you. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a scary thought. We're not actually hungry. We're just here to fuck you up, <laughs> <laughs> and we'll use all the biomass. You know we what? Can. I'm not that's even sick. hungry, and I'm here. That's terrifying. Well, that's a that's that's a cool way to like feed your army too. Like, we, oh, yeah. we don't care about efficiency. We're just pumping out hierophant titans to <laughs> annihilate you because you've wronged us. <laughs> <laughs> you slighted us. Yeah, it's fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then his last one is, have they ever attacked a craft world? Yeah, there's some examples. I forget which one. Uh, Prince Illidan? Ilian? It's mm. uh, Eandon, right? Eandon, yeah. I think Eandon. Well, and then the whole Yellow Doom of Malentai story is yeah. like a oh, yeah. single that organism that like wiped out an entire... Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know if it's a craft world, but an Eldar planet, which yeah. you know was scoured and then like left barren. Yeah. yeah. When you talked about that, that was the first time that I had ever heard of the Doom of Malentai. Very cool, yeah. And it's, it's an elder such story. A, totally worth looking at. Yeah. Like, and reading it's the a, article. It's a yeah. short but sweet lexicanum article. There's another craft world that uh you know, they got invaded and then they summoned an avatar of Cain and they're like, Yes, we're saved and then the hive mind created like just a fucking brood of carnifexes and just trampled the avatar of Cain. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, so Volkswagen Jetta Hive Tyrant asks, I know the Death Watch hunt Xenos, but how exactly do they hunt down and fight Tyranids when uh, them scrambling warp and communication? How do they even know? Uh, how do they even come close to stopping the Nids? I think a lot of the time it's the Nids are invading and then people respond because they know when plants are like the Imperium has uh, been in gauge with the Tyranids for long enough to know the signs of an upcoming yeah, invasion. Yeah, all of a sudden all warp and like astrotelepathy has been cut off. Like, there's something big happening. But, Let's go send something Yeah, there. but even before that, like the planets start to get like unusual um, like volcanic activity and Rise stuff. Rise of like, cultists on the planet. Yeah, exactly. So at that point, yeah. like, they know the signs. They call for help. So help should arrive hopefully before the Nid fleet does. Yeah. Um, and the Death Watch doesn't fight it all on their own. They're fighting it with Guard. They're yeah. fighting it with PDFs. They're fighting it with other Space Marine forces. Yeah. So. And another really big thing about Death Watch, too, is they have watch stations um, where... Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So it's not that the Death Watch are at one specific spot. They have a home world, and then they have to travel places. They have kill yeah. teams set up across the galaxy to help deal yeah. with threats. And then they're just engaging the yeah. fight like on their own terms and they're commanding the forces because yeah. they rank outrank everyone so. yeah yeah but yeah could be any number of those things for sure um yeah felipe asks if you could be killed by any tyranid which would you choose oh i know oh yeah i got one too okay. uh i'm gonna pick that cortex leech Oh, yes. I'm gonna join the hive mind. Yes, That's great. Yes. <laughs> They're not gonna uh, dissolve come, you. Ascend in the bio. me. Yeah. You're a gene stealer cultist. <laughs> <laughs> I Basically. would be. 
so so the one you would choose is the acid vol- uh, vats where they just like after you at some point up, yes i would throw right. myself yeah. into the pools Willingly. of reclamation and yes. be joined as one with my god yes. <laughs> yeah perfect yeah that's uh, what we all want problem no you're great all right yeah. I think I would take the kiss of death from the gaping maw of the Dimashron. <laughs> <laughs> Get inside. Yeah. Get in it. It just it's mandibles just Yeah. Come it in. Just, <laughs> and then you just get crunched up. Can or getting skewered? stepped on. Yeah, can I be skewered by the giant one? The higher fat. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's like tip top down. Yeah. And at some the point you just disappear uh, into mist. I, yeah. No, I, I I would like split. a banana split. <laughs> Like lightning hitting a tree. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's nice. That's how I want to go. Just a massive... <laughs> and then your bad. body just... Yeah, yeah. exactly. I All couldn't right. even be mad if I got killed by a Carnifex. You know, it's just... You yeah. love it too much. It's the way of the world. Mark's like yeah. masturbating <laughs> as the Carnifex comes towards me. <laughs> ah, I'm ready. I've been waiting for this for years. Oh my God, it's finally happening. <laughs> Mom, it's happening. He's taking selfies uh, as it's coming. Yeah. Uh, David asks... When you're eaten by Tyranids, is your soul taken into the hive mind? I'm reading uh, Veliador, Veildor by Guy Haley, and it does seem to imply that in a few cases, but I know that Black Library isn't 100% on its canon lore. I That doesn't even sound comparable to me. They're so different. So, like, vastly speaking, probably that would never happen. But yeah. then there's, like, the one case of the Duma Malentai kind of saying that it's taking the life energy from the Eldar that it's killed and becoming stronger. Hmm. But that's on an, isn't that on an individual level? Like, is that, is the Doom yeah. of Malentai the hive mind? It's the only Doom of Malentai, so I don't know. Right, but it might just be a single species and it's feeding on things. Yeah, you could argue that, like, the, the hive mind produced it to trap the Eldar soul before it makes it to the Wraithbone construct or whatever. Like, some weird-ass, wacky, one-time-off yeah. kind of, like, just yeah. to focus on this target. But, like, broadly speaking, of course the souls don't go into the hive mind. I think yeah. they're just, like, yeah. they die. Yeah, if you get killed by a gun, you're not getting devoured your soul soul goes wherever it goes and then uh, your body gets turned into poop yeah exactly and then more tyranids yeah yes yeah Yeah. uh only one bob asked do you think there is one huge singular tyranid out in the depths of space beyond the galaxy that all the hive fleets feed back into or do you think there's a single nid running the whole race i hope the great devourer is a real thing like it's an actual being i hope so yeah that would be so cool (laughs) I've many times I've uh, many times I've pondered in the night <laughs> what well, really is when, in the dark depths of space when you try and think back to the beginning of like the origin story of the Tyranids you always like wonder what came first was it the Tyranid race or was it the hive mind itself right and if it's the Tyranid race that existed first I would think there's a single being that is generating sure. the hive mind and being its source. Yeah. And then all others go into it. If it's the hive mind that came first, then I don't think there's a single being. And I think it's just literally at some point the Tyranids grew into enough beings to manifest the hive mind. And, and at that point on, it has assumed control. But yeah, it, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I'm yeah. either or really because I can't concretely pick one. In my head canon, I would imagine the Great Devourer as a single being kind of created from the amalgamation of all of the Tyranids into like this 
ma- like so you imagine that the hive mind can control each and everything in such a specific precise way that it could like form into a massive construct made out of all of these swarming bugs that's nice and then control them through space and you know like just this massive thing that's like actually eats a world or something because it's just like closing in Hmm. with like all these bugs i i guess another way to potentially think about it is could the hive mind create like direct a norn queen or something to create a body that it could then inhabit right like could it even inhabit a body could it create something that is capable of withstanding whatever power is generated by the hive mind and maybe here's, here's the thing i like the idea of there being like this big brain bug like it all yeah. it is is the hive mind and it is the hive mind this oozing brain yeah i like that but at the same time it kind of takes away from the idea of this hive mind being like the amalgamation of all of the tyranids together yeah so i don't know i i like the idea of that big brain bug but at the same time it kind of takes away from the whole thing so Hmm. yeah well in my years (laughs) i got nothing um i like uh I don't like one single creature. No? No. I don't like it. What about the idea that there's something in the galaxy that all things are... They're just trying to collect mass and then feed it back into an even larger grouping of Tyranids? Yeah. What about that? Yeah, that's kind of my idea is that, you know, if you were to actually amass everything, like... And then it would just act as one body that's so enormous that it could be, like, a giant creature. But it's just, like, created out of the sheer volume of small individual creatures into, like, huge anime mech. But it's, like, a massive alien thing. (laughs) Uh Its tentacles are, like, planet-wide. Right, yeah. And they just, like, reach solar systems. Well, that's... I don't even think that's particularly far-fetched from how Tyranids act now. All you have to right. do is look at the pictures yeah. of the galactic map, and you see how they draw the Tyranid high fleets. They actually represent them as tentacles, you know, Fingers coming in or whatever. from, from yeah. like tendrils coming in from yeah. outside. So if maybe what we're seeing is, you know, just the, the detritus leaking from something and we haven't even seen a full appendage yet. Right. Right. And we can't even comprehend how large that this multiple organism created by organisms so I like really is. It, yeah. So, yeah, it's like the, the horror hasn't even reached us yet. You know, yeah. hmm. that argument's cool. I also like I don't think that the single organism thing makes much sense for Tyranids either. I agree with you guys, but. It would also be sick if, like, there was just this mass sacrifice of bio of biomass to, like, create this massive monstrosity that yeah. was, like, deemed efficient enough to take care of anything alone, yeah. you know? Yeah, like, I wouldn't be butthurt if that's what it turned out to be. Right, like, like a be culling okay of it. the entire race to sure. sacrifice for one yeah, omniscient sure. hive maybe, mind. Maybe that's what drives yeah. their hunger right now. It's his, he's like, I need Gathering. more. Yeah, the, yeah, the hive mind is, I need more, I need more, I'm the not ready yet. The great devourer is coming. Yeah, yeah. And, and at some point I will have collected enough biomass to birth my sentient body or whatever right. that I will inhabit. And that would be pretty cool too. That would be, you know, just universe destroying creature that just like can swath through planets in yeah, like a it literally consumes movement. planets. And, right. Yeah. 
just chomps them for breakfast. All I know is two things. I don't like when people think that Tyranids are created by the old ones. Right. Fucking idiots. And I... Sorry. Those goddamn fucking idiots, <laughs> Eric. Is that what you want? What do you want me to say? Shittiots? <laughs> That's uh, strong Smooth brain. Um, no, I, I don't like that whole... That it seems nonsense to me. I think it's but, it's trying too hard to connect everything yeah. in a galaxy where it doesn't yeah. need to be connected. The, the other thing I really don't like is um, that there's a chaos god of devouring and that the Tyranids are his, like... No beings like they're not. They're not uh, it's another problem of trying to connect everything. Yeah. Like Tyranids don't come from our galaxy. What makes yeah. you think they even interact with the warp in even remotely the same way yeah. we do? We already know they don't. So. Yeah. So those are the two things. But yeah, if they came out with a giant creature, great. If they didn't, great. I'm sure. okay either way. Yeah. If it's if it's just the Gestalt consciousness, yep. or if there's yep. actually a singular being yep. controlling it. Yeah, I just like. I also think I'd be happy either or. Yeah, I just want to see it written perfectly horror, very Lovecraftian. I want it to be scarier. Yeah. Yes, I want. I want the Tyranids to truly be a horror, like yeah. and Necron. Necron is another horror aspect that I think. I hope they really ramp up in Ninth Edition, and they don't just take it from like, oh, it's a boogeyman, spooky, scary. What well, did you hear about the spooky, scary, scary. <laughs> that story? Yeah. They, they released. Well, I've read a couple of them. They've released a couple stories yeah. in this. The one game. with the whatever the was it the mining world? No, the one where the it was the guard and the and the I don't forget what are the ones that are all deranged and wear flesh flares flares. Yeah, the one like wears. If you haven't read that one, I don't think I've read that one. Yeah, but like Necron lend themselves to horror, and Tyranids really lend themselves to horror. We were looking at a couple pictures, and like that Cthulhu look to Tyranids, I really like. And I can see how some people might not agree with that because they're like, "Oh, like they're their own thing. Don't make them like the Cthulhu monsters or whatever." But I just I think it's so well done. Sure, when they when they look like that, looks good. Yeah, yeah, it's way more alien than them just having a mouth with teeth yeah absolutely yeah. like get a get teeth and then get mandibles and then get feeders and then get something else and then get <laughs> something that no one even knows what it is you don't even have sure. to describe what it does just say it's alien <laughs> you know so yeah cool cool well uh before we actually end the episode we want to say thank you to all of our uh new patrons yeah. first of all thanks to all of our old ones for sticking around yeah, yeah. you're welcome yeah. Thanks, Ian. <laughs> James, or no, Eric, Big Dick for Eric, or yeah, BBC B-B-B- for Yeah, BBC for Eric. Yeah, you know, thank the two of you yeah. and everyone else who supports us. Ah, don't like that. Is <laughs> <laughs> that your donor name? <laughs> Classic. Uh, but I'm just going to go down the list and uh, just to thank everyone. So we have Brody, the one and only Alex, Justin, Mr. Lockstock, Barry, Manny, Jack, Alexander, Christopher, Bach, wow. Satan's <laughs> asshole, the wild, let wild. <laughs> Blaine, Eklund, Fallen Sandwich, Alex, Daniel, Grunsmat, Brooks, Benjamin, Dat3, Udi, Captain Cook, Christopher, Brandon, the Corgi Orgy. Orgy. <laughs> Sorry, the Corgi Orgy. <laughs> Zane and Thomas. Those are all of our new patrons. Thank you so much, yeah, guys. Thank you. Thank we you. really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, uh, here's my new pa- Patreon sales pitch. Oh, yeah? Okay, so I guess I guess people like the podcast, right? Sometimes, I I've guess. I've heard yeah. that. 
so people want more of the podcast. Yeah. I like doing the podcast. I want to do more of the podcast. Give me money, I'll do more of the podcast. How's <laughs> that for? Me. How's that, that for a sales yeah. pitch? There you go. Everyone wins. You get more of what you want. I get what I want. Everyone wins. Okay. We can pay. We can pay error. for an air conditioning unit we, in here. We got one. It's, it's on it order. Is so well, hot fuck, in there here. You go. Yeah. It's a yeah. Stanky in here too. Oh, so. Yeah. So gross. Yeah. We are but sweaty. It is on order, so we're gonna be good. So yeah, because it's great. only gonna get hotter this summer. Yeah. So we yeah. we got an aircon unit. We have a heater in the winter. Aircon in the summer. This studio is pretty much done at this point. So we've only got, we're on f- almost on phase two. Phase two, yeah. Of our 30 phase plan. Yeah, yeah. To rule the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So phase one was build a studio. Yeah, well, you need a headquarter. You need a place to plan. Of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is our lair. Phase two, you need to be comfortable in that head. Of course. That's yes. the AC unit. Of That's course. the heat. <laughs> and then phases three through 49 are just fundraisers. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All of them are just. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, we will see you guys next time. Yeah, thanks for joining us. See you later. Boys, thank you. See ya. Thanks for having us. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.